to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week, continuing in our scary theme for October, is The Fly, the 1986 Cronenberg Fly, starring Jeff Goldblum oh, as... Electric Fly, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we get started, go ahead and pop That's the Fly 2. Electric Boogaloo. Electric Fly. <laughs> the Electric Fly. Piss off some directors and plug in your iPod, download the movie, press play, and then press pause when the 20th Century Fox logo fades to black. Is it Fox? Yes. yes. Fox. Yeah. Good. Just making sure. Sorry. Paramount, I, for a second I was going to give you some props, because clearly you want the fly. Press pause, and then in a second I'll say three, two, one, unpause. I'll press play, you'll press play, and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync from that first black frame that you are pausing at now. It'll be like any other commentary, except in this case it will be with four, uh, not drunk, but four, drink, flies four in drinking your head. flies in your head. I don't know, you're slurring a bunch of your yeah. words here, so I'm going <laughs> to say. Are you, what's in that glass there? <laughs> well, it's, it's pink, what is it? It's glowing, too. Yikes. Uh, anyway, at the table. This I'm having water. Night, the, uh, the flies in question. I am Teague Christie. And I'm Brian Finneter. I feel like we're... Uh, well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's not, not how it works. Thing. This is not how it works. <laughs> My friend, Brian the Insectoid Fenifter. Thank you. Thank you, yes. Hi. Michael Dorkman, I like your thorax, Scott. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, too. Wow. And Trey Moulting-Stokes. Yes, yeah, sorry. Pardon, pardon my thorax and my dust. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, how do you feel about The Fly? Uh, what, 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 what does this instill in you? And what do you want to talk about when the movie The Fly is on? Uh, well, I think it's a great opportunity to talk about uh, the wonderful craft of acting as exemplified by Mr. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll get to it. Um, Which is the first thing you think of when yes. you think of The Fly. Um, it really is. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, and we'll, we'll talk about it more. But I'll just say briefly that you know I hadn't seen it until very recently. And I was, I was amazed at how little actually happens in the movie and how much of it is just Jeff Goldblum being Goldblum right. and being interesting to watch. Just totally Goldblooming what out. What happens if Ian Malcolm gets all fly-like? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm sure we'll get more into that, but yeah. Do you like the movie? I do, yeah. Cool. Michael? Uh, yeah, I love this movie. I think it's a, a great example. This and The Thing, which we've previously done, um, are, are two examples of great, horror movies like the 80s had some great horror movies and and those are two of them and when when i talk about how i like horror movies people are like oh i don't like them there's too much i'm like no you're thinking of slasher movies yeah, right. yeah you need to see the thing and the fly and then you'll understand what i'm talking about and um you know one of the things that's so great about the fly and they talk about this uh to to great extent in the behind the scenes and stuff is it's really treated more like a drama it's not. Yeah. It's not treated yeah. as a horror movie. They they talk about. They're like. It's like, this a, is, it's like documenting this guy's. This is this is basically a movie about a guy dying of cancer, except he's turning into a fly instead of dying of cancer. You know, and, and his it, relationship is falling. So it's yeah, more like, exactly. It's more like cancer. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't get it. Anyway, Trey Stokes. <laughs> I'm I'm up and down with the fly. Sometimes I'm open about it. Um, it. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. I see what you did there. You see what I did there? That was a little riff I was doing. That went That's nowhere. That's a way homer. That went nowhere. Yeah. And then I, no, they'll then get I, it later. Yeah. I, um, it's an investment joke. I haven't seen this movie in a long, <laughs> I seen this movie in a long time. It was, it was quite a thing when it came out. Um, uh, of course, from, from my perspective, the, the interest was the creature effects because they were quite uh, got a lot of uh, attention for the creature effects. Chris Wayless. Chris Wayless was the creature effects guy on this. Chris Wayless is someone I've never had the pleasure of working for. Um, he's based out of Northern California, but uh, he was one of the names. So um, The Fly was known for it's like, oh, these creature effects, these fly effects. Um, so I haven't seen it in so long. I'm, I'm curious, since I don't have that much memory of this movie, um, how I'm going to respond to the creature effects in real time, sort of re-experiencing them and see if they hold up. But uh, I remember it being a, a, uh, yeah, a very unconventional conventional horror movie in that it's 
You know, it's not it's it's got more under the hood than than most horror movies you tend to think of. It's, yeah, it's actually about things, which uh, you know, really good horror movies are. I always thought that, uh, given the time that it was made, that it's really it's a movie in in a way that the thing is too, because it's a t- from the same time that it's uh, it quite well might well be a movie about AIDS, mm. um, because both movies are about. You know, there's the kind of horror movie. There's the kind no, of horror. Mo- there's the kind of horror movie that's about. Oh my God! Here comes a monster to eat my head. The thing and this movie are about. There's something wrong inside of me that's turning me yeah. into something else. My yeah. body is failing. Yeah. In some capacity. And, and yeah. there's and, and I, you know, someone, you know, I got this condition, and mm-hmm. and maybe I'll give it to someone else next. And huh. and, and so you know, considering mid eighties. In, in fact, he does try to spread yeah, it. He wants. Basically, he's trying to the, you know. Give it, pass it on. So, so uh, wow. you know, certainly the 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 body fear, the body consciousness, and the body fear is is a is a subtext that's in in these movies. Um, whether the you know Cronenberg said I'm going to make a movie about AIDS and do it with Jeff Goldblum as a as a fly, um, but that's a sensibility that I think can't help but be in there. Damn, that's, five minutes in and we got we're we're way deep now. <laughs> that's already right, way down in there. But 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 I think <laughs> you know, that's that's what sets that's what you know. No matter what movie it is, even if it's a movie that on the surface is a schlocky horror movie like you know Jeff. Goldblum turns into a fly. And it's a remake, of course, of one of the most famously cheesy 50s science fiction movies. Help me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, which only has like one good shot and the rest of it is filler is the ori- right. original movie. Um, you know, it, it, the fact that he's like he's remaking the fly, this kind of notoriously silly 50s, you know, cornball movie and, and managed to turn it into this thing that really was, you know, affecting and disturbing. Yeah, like, holy shit. Is a testament to the, to the filmmakers. And for my part, this movie is the only and you say you de- you define a horror movie as a distinction from a slasher movie and that's fair i would i would classify this as a horror movie and and i usually say i don't like horror movies and i'm the kind of person you'd have an argument with about no you should see the thing in the fly and that being the case and if that is the way it's set up i saw the fly and was like oh this rules yeah what a yeah. what a cool genre i want to see more of this <laughs> yeah so i look forward to maybe seeing some more movies along these lines tell me more introduce yeah. me to more of these it's, I would hear more of this horror movie. fucking freaky 80s horror movies. Yeah. If you think to the moment where the 20th Century Fox logo fades to black as we are here, get your mouse remote ready. Here we go. Three, two, one. Unpause. We said 20th Century Fox, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not Paramount. That was fun. Brooks now, Films. The now, that- now, and by the way, Brooks Films is indeed Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks oh. produced this movie. Wow. What the hell? Wow. Yeah. Now it's funny. This is now a movie I'm all that confused. yeah, you can you can say anything you want to about pacing and how you cut out the first act and you do as much as you can early. Get in as late as you can. Get out as early as you can. This is as good as that story gets. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you show up at the meeting of the two characters that yeah. would have happened in Act like two in the yeah. current version of this movie, where it's like, nope, Jeff Goldblum made this thing and Gina Davis is here and they met each other and he tells her to come back and look at this right. thing and in the first two minutes he's shooting shit across the room. Yeah. The first two minutes, it's it's amazing. You, you, yeah, you don't have to spend fifteen minutes to half an hour of him building the thing in the first place of right. him getting there. Yeah, we, all, don't, we don't have to see him like at the workbench and all that it, montage. There is there is a bit of a, um, I mean, it, it basically kind of oh Howard Shore, yeah, hi, how about that, hi Howard um, Shore. But you, uh, they, uh, he's not waving. They essentially do the same thing, um, except they kind of shuffle it around. Like you say, they they shift the the meeting and and all of that. To the the beginning, and then they show Gina Davis, you know, being at work. You yeah, know, the, yeah. the stuff they would normally start the movie out with. Right. Um. They sh- they put that afterward once you've already been hooked, and you're like, all right, I will give you this because I want to see more of that teleportation thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I I'm curious as to where you're going with it, as if you people don't know. David Cronenberg, a very early David Fincher. 
I'm just going to watch a long-ass title sequence. There are similarities between Cronenberg uh, and Fincher, yeah. actually. Really? They're very, they're very, they do genre-y films, but, but very artsy genre-y films, I would say. Cronenberg has such a perfect genre name. Like yeah, yeah, it just it just there's something about it that think, just makes you your just balls. Think of the name <laughs> you know, elevate into your stomach. Whoa. It's just a scary name. What the hell did they also, do to okay, Jeff Goldblum? Wait a second. So there's a scientist, and we're going to be following him around. We got to figure out what he's working on. How do we how do we do that in the first line? Mm-hmm. Well, how about the first line is what am I working on? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. The first wow. line of dialogue in the fly is well, I'll tell you. We really do. We really do skip right into it. Like I'm it's, you, it's been real, a little while. It's, it's like it's bam, like it's like there's movie. not even the moment where he introduces himself. We literally come in. Yeah, and their conversation yeah. is already six well in dialogue. Is, well, you should come back to my lab and I'll show you. Yeah, we like, yeah we come Jesus. in we come in as late as we can on this scene. Yeah. Disregard the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. This very scene as the first scene. We That's come fantastic. In as as we I'd forgotten this opening scene where he's trying to impress her with his espresso machine. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd forgotten that little character moment. That's great. Now that I now that I see it, I remember it. Michael, how do you feel about Jeff Goldblum? Are you, are, are you a fan? Uh, or are you one of the you know? I'm I'm a fan, but I'm, <laughs> if it's, no, no. Was, was that a question or a Jeff no, Goldblum I'm, imitation? No, no, no. Do you like Jeff Goldblum? Or, no, no. I'm a fan, but I'm not sure how much of it is ironic. You know, <laughs> that's the thing because there are people that ironically like Jeff Goldblum, and there's people that really like Jeff Goldblum, and I don't think each disparate group of people knows that there's a difference between yeah, them. Yeah, I don't know. I'm somewhere I'm somewhere in in the Venn diagram right in the middle. Right here, I, right here, by the way, is about the only character development really you're going to get as far as motivations. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't like vehicles. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it. So this, uh, this guy invented teleportation just because he hates vehicles. Because to be fair, I mean... Goldblum is kind of like uh, he's kind of like Christopher Walken and he's strong and, coffee as, as an actor. Well, 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 but also in the sense that he's like he's like Walken and and now kind of latter day Shatner in the sense that he realizes he's ridiculous and he goes with it. You know, he knows that that's that's his thing and he's he's willing to play that. You know, he's willing to play the exaggeration of yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Who is it? For, he, for, uh, now, Stephen I, Colbert is where he keeps yeah, showing up. Yeah, he does. I actually have to. Maybe disagree with you on that. Really? Um, okay. Now, okay. Brian Fenefter, School of the Miser Theory of Acting. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll I've mentioned it before, but I take uh, classes here in Los Angeles at a school called Playhouse West, which is uh, what, which was co-founded in part by Jeff Goldblum, and he was a teacher there, a regular teacher there for many years, and he still comes back occasionally. And uh, it's all based in the Meisner technique, which is based off of an, uh, an actor and a director and a teacher from the Group Theater in New York City way back when called the Group Theater. And he developed the Meisner technique, which is what? Which Jeff is Goldblum. Goldblum. Which is Goldblum and, and many other actors. Um, so, as I said, he occasionally comes back to, to teach, yes? So my understanding of it is that Goldblum, well, A, the thing you see when you see Goldblum is he's just playing himself in every single movie. It really but, is but, himself. But that's underlining what his the technique is that, that he espouses and has, has been espoused before, which is that it's not that you're acting. It's that just be yourself, but be yourself good. Be yourself. Live what the the quote is, and the, Meisner yourself has, in that situation. Meisner has many great quotes. One of the most important, which is uh, living truthfully under imaginary circumstances. That's mm. according to Meisner's is That's, the definition of acting. I'd agree with that. And absolutely, if it's so, really, it comes down to behave how you would behave under whatever these imaginary circumstances are. And Jeff Goldblum is just behaving how Jeff Goldblum would mm-hmm. under these imaginary circumstances. And in fact, these aren't imaginary. They just, in fact, <laughs> Gold, Goldblum didn't know they were making this. Yeah, Cronenberg <laughs> was just there in the corner going, "This is great." They, they, the marketing guys were like, "Guys, no one's going to watch this documentary. What can we do? Let's add a score." 
Oh, it's a movie. Oh, yeah, perfect. But uh, anyway, going back. Uh, so Jeff Goldblum comes back occasionally to teach, and he did a, a few weeks ago, actually. And I had the chance to to work in that class and be directed by Jeff Goldblum, which was a, a treat. And I have to say that he take Jeff Goldblum in any one of his movies, and then and how weird and kooky he is, and then add a couple of levels to that. <laughs> I think we call them a couple of Goldblums. He's <laughs> added up a couple of levels. Kick and, it up to three Goldblums. And it's, <laughs> that's awesome. And that's, and that's I'm going to direct that person. way. <laughs> I'm going to need about another half Goldblum I need a Goldblum and a half here. Yeah. Come on, bring it. Okay, you got about three too many Goldblums well, working yeah. right now. Well, well, then to, so you're to saying answer your question, at the very least... It's it is to the extent where if I see Jeff Goldblum's name on it, I'm like I'm probably going to see that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I guess I guess you would call me a fan, whether it's ironic or not. I don't know, but he's getting my money. So what's it matter? Well, okay, well, Trey Goldblum. I, I I like Goldblum. He's, it's not like you know when he shows up, he ruins movies or anything. Like, he's like, oh god, not this guy. Oh god, he he is kind of a known quantity. You know, you're gonna you kind he's of he's a Goldblum. He's one yeah, Goldblum. He's he's he's, 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 <laughs> he's at minimum one Goldblum at all times. Sometimes he's as many as two and three Goldblum. He's his own metric. That's yeah. great. <laughs> he is. He is the guy you hire because you're like, I want you to, be, yeah. you know, I want you to be Jeff Goldblum. Well, yeah, I don't but, want but anyone else. Is, yeah. I want Jeff Goldblum. And, and, for this. It, it, I don't want to ever. Separate the fact that it's not that he's not committing; it's that he's hyper committing. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. the, it's yeah. the opposite of he just walked in and started reading the lines. Right, right. It's how can I make this work for me? Right, I, right. I don't have to put on an accent or anything like that. It's just I'll come in and I'll fucking not. And and it's definitely oh, an. I, I really, really, really like Jeff Goldblum. It's definitely a, a different uh, a different style of acting than say Johnny Depp, who is like I am not me in any way at all. Yeah. <laughs> Try and find I'm, find know. me if you can. Yeah, but but. To be but, fair, Johnny Depp's much more boring than Jeff Goldblum is. So in real life, yeah. for sure, but sure. Even even, yeah. even then, it's it's still just the way because uh, so the the core of it is you live truthfully under imaginary circumstances, and with the Meisner technique, it's all about figuring out how you feel and how you would behave and how you would react in these situations. And then part of the advanced work as you get through is developing what what is termed in the Meisner technique as characterizations, uh. which is basically finding specific ways to do things and specific ways to be to do behavior that may not necessarily be your I own. Love that. If you have to play drunk or, or high or southern or whatever, mm-hmm. you find these characterizations. Okay. And the even what they teach us with characterizations is that even with something that is completely foreign to your character has to start from something that is within you. So, I would love to see Jeff Goldblum do do Goldblum with a southern accent. <laughs> by the way, now that you mentioned that, but anyway, go ahead. That's so, effectively a Goldblum and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I would I would make the argument that even with uh, Johnny Depp or other really great character actors, what they're doing is finding something within themselves, and then being able to, to connect spin to that, and to connect sure. to okay. these external. Are characters. there any other examples of of big name actors we would all know that? Follow the Meisner technique? Uh, Duvall. Um, mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, James Kahn, Scott Kahn. Um, Ashley, Judd, <laughs> Ashley Judd studied at Playhouse West. By the way, I love that her response to teleportation. James Franco. It, it's more it – sh- somehow it's more plausible that that's a hologram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had that printed at a novelty store. Well, I guess I, I, I speak from 2009, late 2009, but – I suppose right that's now, true. Right now, sure. that's a little bit more plausible. Sure. Yeah. I, I I do love the fact, and we we uh, we skipped over it um, with very interesting stuff. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> um, where you don't see it, you don't see it land on the other side. It's his reaction shot. He's watching her, yeah, and it just kind of happens in the background. That was I think very that's cool. A beautiful little. Well, moment. I just love the way. 
I, I would try. I would try to define the style in which Jeff Goldblum delivers lines, but I think that's more about the way Jeff Goldblum talks. Uh-huh. And it's the it same is. thing. And there are arguments levied against a lot of people that are accused of playing the same role over and over again. Your Tom Cruise's, where it's like it's not that his. Or I guess even not, Tom Cruise isn't a good example, like Walken or even Shatner. Mm-hmm. It's it's not that he's affecting that, or or even right. Keanu Reeves. I'll go so far as to say Keanu Reeves. Okay. It's not that he's playing an idiot or that he's playing this really weird, Hello. bizarro. That's just the way he is. And the way he moves his eyes when he talks and the way he, the, the, you know, the right. canter of his speech is such that it always seems like he's playing the same thing. He could be trying to do something different, but he's still trapped in the body of Keanu Reeves. Right. Which is horrible. After, <laughs> but after a certain point, again, there are worse you, bodies to be trapped in. You, you get a Jeff Goldblum or you get a, a Christopher Walken and you're like, I'm not hiring you to do anything but what you do, and quite it's always, frankly. It's always so sad to see like Christopher Walken in just a role. Yeah. Or I, it, the, uh, the, the movie that Robin Williams had the uh, man of the year. Oh, Jeff Goldblum showed up in that, just playing like a business guy. Huh? And he didn't cuss anyone out. He didn't go crazy or ape shit or he throw someone out of a car. He was just. It's like it's like Sam Jackson as Mace Windu. He's right. not yelling. <laughs> right. Yeah. What are you well, doing? Why did you cast him if he's not yeah. screaming, motherfucker? Yeah. It's like Jack Black in that romantic comedy thing he did with Kate Winslet, where he didn't get to be Jack Black. It was like, well, what was the point <laughs> well, of that? What's the point? Of, why would you yeah. do that? You're using him wrong. Write it on your hand. Yeah. Jack Black. Now, is, Gina Jack Davis. Black is only to be used for good. Gina Davis, who also has a really and, great performance. Well, Gina Davis is she. Both she and Jeff Goldblum strike me. We were talking about this on the Alien commentary. I don't know if this is going to come out after the Alien commentary, but Gina Davis, like Sigourney Weaver and a lot of other actors, and Jeff Goldblum, strikes me as really, really intelligent. She does come across that way, and, and I think she, she is a mensa. For someone who started out, I mean, her first really big screen role was you know as the hot young thing in lingerie in Tootsie. Um, you know she's the she's the hot girl who keeps taking her clothes off in front of uh, of Dustin Hoffman uh, yeah. and freaking him out in the dressing room. Well, not um, freaking him out. No, yeah. You know, well, no, he freaks out, making him panic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, so, you know, so so for her to step up to this movie, I don't know what what might have happened in between what she might have done. She and she had a sitcom that didn't do very well. I think I, she I, a sitcom. You know, I love her. I think she's great. She is great. Um, she has a very uh, interesting face, which if you don't shoot it correctly, she can be bizarre and scary she looking. Kind of ducky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but there's no question that she's a she's a great actress. Did you guys watch Commander in Chief? The uh, it's not West Wing guys West Wing show. I know the show, yeah, but she, uh, I, I enjoyed it season and a half worth. I think she won an Emmy, and they were like, we got it. You guys know what we're doing. Bye. And canceled. No, it was one of those movies that they switched production teams halfway through and changed the whole style of the show uh, and so okay. on. And, they okay. didn't. and also, uh, you know, Gina Davis equals A League of Their Own for me, and I love The League of Their Own, so that's it. She's well, good I, in that, too. As was, yeah. as was discussed as well in, in the Alien commentary, it's like you, you know she's smart. I think because you have to be to sell it as well as she does. Yeah. I mean, it's Jeff Goldblum in a silly makeup suit, and she probably saw him getting into the makeup. You know, she knows what it's made of, and she's seen him take it off, or she's seen it break, or whatever. So, so to be able to sell it as well as she does, um, and really make you buy it. The lighting has completely changed just now, by the way. There was a <laughs> ah, well. huge pool of light before. Goldblum brings it with him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he brings his own light. Goldblum brings a shade. Um, <laughs> But uh, <laughs> he thickens the air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's go down by at least two full gold blooms. Uh, yeah. So now it's not even it's That's not even a, an acting presence. It's atmospheric. It's, yeah. it's, it's a color temperature. Yeah. Yeah. It changes the atmosphere. What's a gold room. bloom? It's a negative one of warmth yeah. on the yeah. color temperature scale. Yeah. But <laughs> it's the equivalent um, of one ND filter. Exactly. <laughs> a gold bloom is like half wait, we've got ND a gold bloom in the shot. And take the scrim out. And then the director gets really into what he's telling the actor. Two more gold blooms and you, DP, like half a gold bloom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't want to go full gold bloom. All right. Now, now it's going to turn into like that's how the Smurfs make movies, basically. <laughs> Two more Smurfs. Feeling kind of gold today. 
All right. So cool. Now, now it's now, like the Goldblums. They're like sm- the Smurfs. Yeah. Now, they're kind now of golden. Here's, here's, the first, <laughs> here's the first sort of trade-off they do for their insane pacing, which is that we're now 13 minutes into the movie. Five minutes ago, we saw something get teleported. And bear in mind, we had a four-minute title sequence. So <laughs> we're racing along. But here comes our first scene where she's like, all right, I'm going to tell the world. And he's like, ah. Uh, uh, yeah, no, and, uh, uh, no, 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 no. He did that. He did that uh, just earlier. He tried to stop her from. Well, but what from he's, well, the, the scene, what he's saying is that the story isn't that I can move your sock. It's that I am going to move myself. The point of this is teleportation yeah, right. as a as a means to get That's around, kind of, yeah. not as not as a means to fax things. We right. got we have a fax, and if you tell the story about how I made my so- your sock jump from across my room, it's not the thing. And now we've now we've committed the audience to. Let's see if he can do this. And to be fair, the movie gets through that in about ten pages. So it's like in ten minutes, we'll we'll be past the point where he's got meat to move back and forth. Right. But still, it's racing along. But it's it's given the audience a reason to be like. In addition to here's everything, and yay, we didn't even worry about the exposition. Now it's like we're good. We we've hooked them. They've got to stick around and see if we can commit to what he says, which is the story isn't that we just did that. The story is what we can do, which is kind of clever. I mean, it's subtle, but it's like it's a reason to stick with the movie, even if you weren't enamored with Jeff Goldblum's Jerry Girl. <laughs> no, well, it's not so much a Jericho. It was well. Really. We haven't we haven't got to the point of. I mean, I mean, it's almost like if you're if you're just looking for for straight up reasons, it's kind of like, well, it's called the fly, <laughs> and I see no reason that it should be called that yet. So it's like I'm alien. waiting till the fly shows. Well, you got to get right. There's to no it. alien yet. Well, but I'm pretty sure there's yeah. going to be an alien at some point. <laughs> exactly. So, because in the end, it's it, you know this is not the story of of how the guy invented the teleportation device. Right. It's about how the guy turned into a fly. Right. So so we're skipping. You know, we don't care about the nuts and bolts so much. <laughs> Brian and I were having this conversation the other day, watching Jurassic Park, where it's like, Cool Bloom ends up in a lot of movies about fucked up genetic problems. Yeah. Where it's like we, we, uncontrolled genetic experiments gone awry, uh-huh. and then you self-correct, and the movie's over when they resolve it or get away. Mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum seems Ari? to show up in a lot of those. I'm sorry. Or awry as well. It's awry. Awry is the word. Awry. A W R Y. Uh huh. Awry. Yeah. I thought that was awry. Yeah. No. Hey, don't worry. I said Mimi on Geekso once. So you're fine. <laughs> Yo. As in an internet Mimi? Yeah. Internet Mimi? <laughs> Mimi. Wow. You went really awry with that pronunciation. <laughs> I, I went a long time saying macabre, so back off. <laughs> As opposed to macabre. Well, mm. I got I got flack when I was a kid because I once said ap- apparatus, and, I, <laughs> and that, I was like, "Hey, fuck you! I didn't know. I've only seen it written down. What do you want from me?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like apparatus. That's yeah. nice. Wait, what is <gasps> it really? Apparatus. Ah, is that one of ours? Apparatus. What? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a gold. It's gold mine. <laughs> You know, sci-fi opus. Uh, Why is my opus? boss in my shower? That's, yeah, I that's like the how he just question. shows up there. Yeah. Well, that's the whole, you know. And, you know. Uh, but, but but again, again, it's it's the kind of thing where this is, <laughs> I think, very and it's it's interesting to watch that because you're like, oh yeah, toilets did used to have that effect. They don't really anymore because the pipes are pretty well separated. But um, uh, yeah, it's it's going back to the the movie is like. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm doing this thing, and you're gonna have to keep up because yeah. <laughs> I'm not really gonna like. That's a really great way to establish it, as opposed to previously, like a lesser In the movie scene before having a couple lines of like, "Why aren't we together anymore?" Yeah, because I hate you. Exactly, oh. exactly. Oh, right. Having that moment. Yeah, and and they're there's they are kind of having that moment here, but what is now that red thing in the background there, that t- uh, yeah. twisty lamp yeah. flower. It's like the weirdest crucifix of all yeah. time back there. <laughs> now they've now they've weirdest or most awesome. You know, be- yeah. before it's like. I can't remember who said this, but it's like if you just say it, it's exposition. But if you yeah. make the audience want to know it, then you're giving them something they want. Or if you find right. a way, you find a way to physicalize it, or or, yeah. or show it, you know, show it. God forbid, visually. 
Um, you know, that it just, it's, but, it's just, but just it's having just him, sh- but just having him show up now, when you get the lines of, why aren't we together anymore and stuff? It's like, this is a, th- that's a question that the audience is like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> like, I would like the explanation. Well, I, think, I think the fact that, you know, she comes in and there he is in the shower. I mean, we immediately already know, wow, that guy's a dick. Yeah. And we don't, you know, we don't, she doesn't have to go, you're such a dick. You yeah. know, so we already got it. We're on her team already. And it's also giving the actor something to do more than just saying, why are we together anymore? Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's give, physically, it to rub his nipple because you exposition exposition oh yeah well exactly. in that case i justification and in exactly. funny and in a, another funny way the way the fly deals with the exposition problems we're always talking about the as you know problem is that in this case it's so off balance the, <laughs> the knowledge isn't shared jeff goldblum's doing some weird ass matrix shit and gina davis is is trying to keep up so it's not like he's telling her things that she's like i know i got it no. and in the universe she'd be like I know how teleportation devices work. Let's fry a yeah. monkey. You know, it's, it's, a, it's actually almost funny because because uh, it's not quite hanging a lantern on it, but it's almost like pointing out the irony of that because he treats it as though she should understand. Like he's <laughs> he does these scenes as if they're almost as you know scenes. Yeah, <laughs> but, 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 but she the, doesn't understand what he's Gina saying. Davis, at all. I, I I can't believe that you're not familiar with the concept. Yeah. Of this character. is this is a great shot. Some some nice uh, motion control work and and digital work on the, uh, the well not digital but mm. um, uh, hand drawn you know Roto. animation. I do like the teleportation monkey. effects. Yeah, like the actual mm-hmm. physical click, 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 visualization. Lightning gone. Yeah. Oh dear. They actually they actually um, they did a great dodge right at the beginning when Goldblum explains that he doesn't quite know how the thing works himself mm-hmm. because it's made of components and he just kind of assembles them. Yeah, that's nasty. Yeah. See, which that's is, the kind which of, is funny because he's standing on the shoulders of geniuses. That's right. the kind of that's the kind of job. Now, that's the kind of job you want as a puppeteer. He's selling, he's selling it. That's the kind of job you want as a puppeteer. I want to be the guy in the smoke who dramatically flaps the dead baboon paw with the blood against the wall. Right. You kill for those kind of. Oh, moments. it's not dead though. That's the yeah. that's the really dying. Awful part. Pardon me. And then it exploded. Oh, and then God. it exploded. Wow, so Jesus. Yep. Oh, there's, it looks so scary and a sad. Chris Whalas special. Mm-hmm. What what part do you even hit with the axe to put that out of its misery? Yeah. So presumably that would be designed like any other animatronic puppet. And, and then, then covered in meat. You just cover it in cow parts. <laughs> and then yeah, you hide underneath of it and, and shake it. <laughs> I like the zoom there. Yeah. You know. And throw the focus POV. to say that it's, it's a ca- it's a video camera. Yeah. I always want. I mean, Let's not change the shutter speed or anything, but I know, like we'll how the I I, 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 say I like I actually <laughs> Fuck is I, I love that line. That's one of my favorite lines, and we can get into great. He's, line, ha- he's having a moment there. That's a, there's yeah. a I like he, was, how, he was in that moment for sure, acting wise. <laughs> the universe of film goers has accepted the fact that even when being filmed with a video camera, it will not look like a video camera when we present it to you. Mm-hmm. So they'll do shit like throw it out of focus to suggest it's the video camera we're watching now, right. but they yeah. won't just shoot it with video. Yeah, because it's like we don't want to show you. Well, video. they do that these days, but. Back, I, back then, it was back then they, it, was, it wasn't really practical. Have worked, yeah, I guess that's true. Well, you know, it was just practical. It's a, it's a stylistic choice. I mean, we had, you know, we, we had video taps even in '85. You could have shot directly out of the movie camera. That would have been interesting. But how did you make movies without electricity? Well, you know, we rubbed two sticks together until Jeff Goldblum caught fire. <laughs> we just rode our bikes. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we rode our bikes. It was done. And we stayed out after dark until the streetlights <laughs> came on, and then we went home, and we were never abducted. <laughs> look at her! Look at her fantastic state-of-the-art VHS camera she's got there. I had multiple. One, I, I had a studio. Yeah. That was yeah. how I got into this whole thing, or one of the ways. I had this big-ass VHS camera the size of about two cars, and those things have an odd sort of. I, I was it wasn't nostalgic because I was too young to care. It just had this really weird tactile sensation of I'm making a thing. Uh-huh. And then when I got an XL1S years later, I was like, and now I feel like I'm making Girls Gone Wild. i got to get a hat with a Girls Gone Wild logo. Mm-hmm. This is great. Because <laughs> this camera looks official enough that if I wore the hat and, or had the camera, people start taking, people the top start off. taking their top off. Yeah. See, I was so glad to see to uh, get this scene because um, 
because if I if I ever go like in college and stuff, if I'd go long stretches without changing my clothes, I'd just be like, no, it's like Einstein. <laughs> it's like in the fly. All my clothes are the same. <laughs> it's like in the fly. <laughs> I actually, there's one person in my life in real life I know, I've I've worked with who who was that way. They he had he had umpteen identical outfits. Nice. And so you saw him every day, and he was wearing the same. I outfit. guess the important question is, were they good? Was it was. It, it was. It wasn't like Tucker Carlson. It right? was very practical. Oh, and, and the uh, he's upgraded to a real tie. He's off. Oh, the I bow saw tie that. Now, yeah, no more but, bow ties. Yeah, you know, because stay classy, Tucker. Yeah, exactly. One of my roommates in college did essentially the same thing. It was, you know, black shirt, khaki pants every day. Just look at this David Fincher ass room. This looks like a yeah. club. Yeah. It does with Gina Davis, which is a great. Improvement. After all this happened, they cleaned it out and remodeled it, and then the Friends moved in. They did that TV <laughs> show in here. <laughs> Now, this is, I Jeff never got Goldblum this. told you life was going to be this way. <laughs> Very well done. Thank, Thank you, Brian. You. <laughs> right on cue. All right, I'll give you guys that. <laughs> sure. That was kind of awesome, even though I'm dismayed. Now, I take, this, I take this to mean that there is truth and love in the universe to be found, because Gina oh. Davis is all over Jeff Goldblum, the scientist who just invented a wacky way to move a baboon and kill it in the process. Yeah, he, he just turned a baboon inside out and she I gets could do hot. That, I could do yeah. that without tell, – I could just move the baboon and kill it, but Gina yeah. Davis wouldn't screw me. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, but have you seen his body later on in this film? Yeah. Yeah. I could just beat it with a shovel. Although, Brian, to be fair, that's, part an, of, that's another proof. It it's looks on everything. Part, part of it, no, part part of of it is baboons. that's post-fly, though, as well. Oh, like, that's true. Um, but I don't know. He's still, you know, he's lean. I don't know if it's because I, I'm, I may not be tuned properly. That might be a running theme in Down in Front. But I think Jeff Goldblum is the coolest person that's ever lived. How about that? I'll put that on the table. Wow. If right, I could be Jeff Goldblum, right. I probably would. That dude plays piano like a mofo, and he gets laid all the time, and he was in Jurassic Park. Ouch. <laughs> he's got a chip in his back. Just leaves that shit laying around. And he was married to Gina Davis. They were married. Yeah, they who, were married. Who was married? Did Jeff Goldblum and Gina them. Davis. They yeah. were married? This is real. For a while. I didn't that's know That's the that. Meisner technique. You know, yeah, that's, <laughs> wow. So he actually turned into a fly then. <laughs> well, it's funny. I was saying that this is actually a movie about Jeff Goldblum, and Earth Girls Are Easier actually, is actually a movie about Jeff Goldblum, too. How did I forget that Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis were married? It's easy to try to repress it. No, I'm okay with that idea. <laughs> oh, cool. Now, I was watching this with, I forget who it was. I don't think it was Chloe Z. I think it was a, another girl were watching the show. And they were like, oh, Jeff Goldblum should put his shirt back on. Mm. The entire time, I'm like, <laughs> I feel, t- maybe I'm tuned wrong, but I think Jeff Goldblum's freaking rad. That's yeah. awesome. The, the, the girls are like, he should put a shirt on. And you're like, no. <laughs> I would pay to blow Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Keep it I, off well, all day long. I, I, well, I can, should talk I, to Brian because I can make that happen. <laughs> yeah. he, should, he should probably cut out the meat. Depending the, on what the, scene you're rehearsing at the Meisner Studio. A lot of fat in that yeah. slice there. It's going to be gross. Just now this whole scene, I remember being. There. I remember this. I scene. like this. The like the whole this. idea about the the loving the flesh and the friend. The problem is the machine doesn't uh, love it the may, flesh. No, the, the machine needs to. Uh, it needs to make the machine a little crazy. It exactly. needs to be. It's it, too perfect. It's too perfect. Exactly. It's got to be a little. Which is great. A little off. Yeah. Which is a great. Thank you. Excellent idea. Yeah, but I don't, as, as a scientist, I don't really buy that. It's like, you know what's wrong with this nuclear warhead? It's too precise. We yeah. need to make it less reliable. Yeah. Well, well, you know, well but, it makes, but it makes for a good scene. We need it to be like, a little kooky. She, she shakes a bite of the meat, and she's like, this tastes wrong. Yeah, so that's I mean, what I'm saying. That, that, I remember very clearly. She's going to do her speech about, you know, about how grandmothers, you know, they love the flesh. And right. it's like the it's, machine doesn't love the flesh. It's, that's yeah, the problem. It's, uh, it's artificial intelligence in a sense, though. It's, it's making it think outside of its binary system, you know? Which we still haven't really managed to do, but we've managed to make it pretend pretty well. Um, but that's a uh, well. This is you know really touching touching on the it. idea of you know there's an intangible something about uh-huh. life, and that's right. that's what's missing. Um, which you know as a movie, okay, but you know again, I kind of go well. That's that's kind of like 
fake science. You know, you kind of like throw in like, well, how do you turn that into actual? Then I'll put a different chip into it. How do you actually make that happen yeah. in this machine? How does that turn into a line of code? Yeah. Because isn't right. the whole point is that it is a line of code? Yeah. So, okay, philosophy. Philosophically, great point. It's 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 although from an actual although, mechanical standpoint, not so much. Although there was a, this wasn't a, a great test because he told her which stake was which. That's true. Uh, That's a good the point. better stake would be not if a good double blind. If on he that hadn't one. told her, because now she knows it's teleported and yeah. she says it tastes synthetic. Your Honor, so, leading the witness, she's going to yeah. drink Pepsi for the rest of her life, <laughs> not not knowing any better. We gave her some Folgers crystals too, but we blew that one. Yeah. It should make the uh, uh, crazy. Like old ladies pinching babies. What? See? <laughs> he said like old ladies pinching babies. That's what I was – I referred to it already. That's the analogy that they're using here. It's like they just they just love the little baby flesh. And like he's got to make this machine like, I know, like feel it. that. So is he saying it's, when grandmas cook steak, they love the flesh like they love babies? Yeah. yeah. That's, it's not, it's not it's a big the, leap from there to right. just cooking the baby. Right. That's right. What's, what's surprising Hansel and to Gretel, me, though, look it up. What's surprising to me is that he, ha- he doesn't think of that on his own. But as soon as he does think of it, he's like – I got this. You yeah. Now I know how to code that. I, I totally I learned this. In, one subroutine. Yeah, I totally learned yeah. this in Java. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be right over <laughs> yeah, there. Thank God we have Java. I can yeah. just put that right. That's a plug-in. I got one this. quick script and we're good. There's an app for that. Gina Davis, by the way, is a, yeah. Now, my, nowadays, if this movie was made, it'd be totally yeah, that thing be, would be run by on, be, on, iPhone, on an iPhone. It didn't even mail it to people. Um, <laughs> my favorite, probably my favorite, Gina Davis performance in a movie that uh, didn't get as much attention as I thought it should because I think it's actually quite entertaining Uh-oh. is um, is uh, Long Kiss Goodnight. Did we see it? Yeah. See, nobody saw it. Um, it was. It was. A huge... Is that supposed to be a Maserati? Because that's the crappiest looking car I've ever seen. <laughs> that's a. Um, what's interesting to me is that he's supposed to be following her, so he takes what's clearly the company car because the the license plate. He's from yeah. Particle Magazine, and the license plate says yeah. Particle. Yeah. She's. A, and they they were dating, so she's got to know that's his car. Like he. That's dumb. Yeah. Rent a car. Just okay. Inconspicuously Crazy. parked in this horrifying neighborhood right in plain sight behind the dumpster. Crazy have there, have eyes, there been by any, the way. aside from your, your intermittent indie with thick-ass glasses beard guys, have there ever been any beard guys that were good guys in the movies? Or is the thick, scraggly beard mean bad? Beards tend to mean bad. I beards would... and hats. People hate beards <laughs> and hats. This guy reminds me of uh, Walter Peck from Ghostbusters quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, he does yeah. have that Oh, vibe. wow. But he's, but he's, fire. um, and this man has no dick. Yeah, but he's, he's. <laughs> hey man, that's just what I heard. This man has no fly. It's like, it's like someone took Walter Peck by the cheeks and just kind of stretched him out <laughs> yeah, sideways. Yeah. Like he's not fat; he's just kind of wider. Walter he, Peck has kind of a narrow head. I gotta say, Mr. Getz is playing this kind of broad. He's, mm-hmm. he's, 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 he's a little, he's a little snidely whiplash with his villain. Yeah, he's totally. So. The the weird thing is, it's like this is, this is pretty early in the movie. We're we're probably at about. I guess this is probably the act one break because he's about to throw himself in there. Um, but, um, yeah, it's like he's become pretty unhinged pretty fast. Yeah. And he's going to, of course, he's going to pay for it pretty severely later. Yeah. Although the, not with his own life, not yeah. with his whole life. Trey, did you see that footprint in the snow just then? That was, the yes, I certainly time, did. The first time we had a great-ass big MoCo shot where it's like, bam, and then yeah. this last one, lock off. Yeah. Yep. All right, cut, take out the baboon, and go. Yeah, but um, the the interesting thing is he starts off really crazy, and he actually becomes – yeah. A l- more sane character as the yeah. movie goes on. He's actually, on. yeah, he's, he becomes less wrong as yeah, the movie goes on. He becomes on. one of the good guys. Yeah. So anyway, Gina Davis, long kiss, good night. Look into it. It's uh, Rennie Harlan. Um, Where does he keep getting these baboons? Yeah, by the way? where's he buying baboons? What happened the last one I sent I told you? you. Well, this is just a documentary, man. Gold yeah. Yeah. baboons. Long Love kiss, good night. Directed by her then husband Rennie Harlan, um, and written by I believe uh, Shane Black. I think. 
Um, it's she plays a, a housewife who who gets hit on the head, and, and it turns out that she has this whole hidden memory that she's an actual super agent, and she can kill you with her thumb. Um, and she so she becomes this, she starts as this good girl, and then she turns into this like badass killer. And it's actually a very dark, brutal movie with Sam Jackson. I might point out mm. as the co-star. Um, and uh, she, it's a cross-country road movie where she's trying to find out, you know, who she really was and, and who the father of her child was and so on. And it's a brutal movie and she's great in it because she plays an amazingly tough character that you usually don't get to see her play. Now, so. Michael, you make a distinction between slasher films and horror films, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I would and say would so. You say this I, mean, a- I mean, a slasher film is definitely a subset, right? But it's not. So if, is this a subset of a horror film or is this your straight run amok idea that's scary and internalized? I would say this is a pretty solid example of like yeah. a straight psychological. Yeah, psycho- I, I'd say yeah, psychological horror, maybe thriller, but it's definitely got elements of. But it still has the classic horror elements because yeah. we yeah. still see a monster. Right. If you want to be a if, monster movie, if you want to be strictly, you know, but the monster is us. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to <laughs> be strictly like you know, definition of the words, um, horror is fear of something unusual or Horrifying. out of out of the un, out of the norm. Um, technically, a slasher film is generally more of a terror film right because um, mm. terror is fear of something that you actually recognize and understand like my dad is trying to kill me with an axe is terror you know Frankenstein is risen from the grave is horror um, okay, that's, strict, really, that's strict, a really cool way to distill yeah, that. Yeah, by strict definition. So, you know, it's, you know. A, <laughs> even, the, yeah. even the cartoon is really It's a awesome. Yuri Geller yeah. portrait suddenly. Yeah, oh, they, they've totally given him the Yuri Geller treatment. By yeah. the way, the guy's Evil name, Spoon. the villain's name is Stathis Boren. <laughs> Which well, sounds like a disease. It sounds like a Jedi. It sounds, it sounds like an anagram is what it yeah, sounds like. I feel like is. we could un, unscramble it. Get and, to work and, on that. George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense. Oh, look at the phone. All right. I forgot it was the 80s. Hey, it's wireless. Sort of. High tech. If you don't call that stick a wire. Cordless phones. It's a cordless phone. I don't see no well, wires. Well, he's a scientist, people. Okay. And anyway, what I was saying earlier about the horror film like thing. Like a 12-foot so, so what would your, what would your What are some of your favorite horror films? This, The Thing. You mentioned The Thing. The Thing is good. Um, I think... Uh, I'm just not a connoisseur of these movies, and I'd like to see more movies like this, because I don't like seeing people strapped to chairs and someone doesn't right, right, fuck right, up right, to right. them. Um, but this freaks me the hell out, even and it's though, interesting. Even though I'm, I'm almost like breaking my rule here because it's kind of slasher E. I think the original Halloween is really solid mm-hmm. um, because... I don't recall, but it's like it's one of those things where you don't really see any of the you deaths happen. You don't see anything. There's yeah. not a drop of blood in the original yeah. Halloween. Um, it's just it's just really scary because it, it's almost like the Terminator. It's just this relentless thing coming yeah. after, and you don't know why. In fact, now we know its name is uh, Michael Myers, but in the script it was just called the figure. Um, I think I think it was the they, they do the find form, the form. Donald, I'm sorry. Pleasant, Donald Pleasant shows up and explains who right. he is and so on, and it starts with him as you know that what originally made him put him in the institution. But but yeah, for the most part, he's off screen and you don't know his name for a long time. Uh, I think uh, in in the mouth of madness is a more recent one. That's I haven't really seen solid. that in a long time. Um, that's a that's a really good one. That's one that uh, I'm a big fan of H.P. Lovecraft. I may have mentioned that sure. on the show before, but uh, English majors. That's the um, <laughs> that's the. That's a movie that really nailed Lovecraft because the thing about Lovecraft is it was very much about the indescribable and and it was just giving you a sense of how fucked up things are and kind of describing this is so fucked up I can't even tell you because it would drive you insane. So it's like how do you make a movie that has that kind of sense to it and and, uh, In the Mouth of Madness I think – Manages to do an astonishingly good job and does some very clever things with it. It's very similar to that thing you do. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, that thing you do is a great horror about, classic. How do you feel about horror films? They've never been my. The straight horror has never been my bag particularly. Um, I but 
I am a huge science fiction fan. Science fiction is a <laughs> big part of my life. Uh, <laughs> I just love that. Sorry. I'm not talking about know. love and passion and romance. I'm just straight physical sex. You, you and me. <laughs> Cigar. <laughs> just to be clear. I'm talking about you Ryan. and me. But uh, anyway, there's... There tends to be a great deal of overlap between horror and science fiction. So, you know, we just... Such as Alien, for Such example. as Alien, exactly, which we just did. Um, and Fly is another good example. So, I, I guess there's a Venn diagram involved? Yeah. I don't know. You know I, I, I think there are quite a number of good um, horror films in the zombie line. And oh, zombie yeah. definitely qualifies as horror. Yeah. Um, I think uh, George Lu- George uh, George Lucas. No, not George Lucas's mm-hmm. horror films, Romero. but uh, George Romero. George Romero's ori- original. No, those were terror films. Yeah, original trilogy. Yes, uh, George George Romero's original trilogy is is low budget, but uh, but works just fine. You know, quite effective uh, in terms of that. And and even the remakes are actually quite good too. I think the remake of Night of the Living Dead is good. I think the remake of Dawn of the Dead is good. I think someone should do a remake of Day of the Dead, which was one of the most one of the less successful Romero originals, but is my favorite of his actually. I would imagine there's some spot in your heart that's a little softer for the horror films because you get more or chance to play with it's, critters. Gen- generally, I, I get paid more for them as well I, because I, there's uh, more things for me to do. I do like... Um, Makes them more frequent. I, I think that's yeah. a really successful scene, by the way, where he talks himself into just doing this. Well, the monkey um, helped. Yeah, I, I yeah. think... But, but I think... You need to be able to buy that scene because if you don't buy that he's really driven himself to this point, there's um, the fly. Then, um, well, then everything out, you're questioning you, everything. You're gonna have a after. problem with the rest of it. Yeah. Did you guys notice a second ago the baboon was like fucking with the fly? There was like an insert shot they got of no. the fly on the baboon, and the baboon's like, yeah, get off me. Yeah. I, I can't imagine how they would have set that up. Mm. If they just if it was a fluke and they're like, dude, it's called the fly. <laughs> That's yeah. so fortunate. Holy shit, there's a fly on the baboon. Roll, 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 roll camera. Roll. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they just rolled on that uh, on the baboon for a while. That's that's generally how you do it with an animal. Yeah. You just you roll until they do something interesting that you think you might be able to use. And then edit it with the right cue and you're done. Yeah, exactly. That's in uh, I believe it's in the Diary of Anne Frank is a is a famous uh, Diary of Anne Frank. Um there's well, a, wait for it. There's a, there's a scene where there's a scene where they're trying, you know, they're hiding from the Nazis and they're trying to be quiet. And this cat, oh yeah, yeah, you know the scene I'm yeah, talking about, I know where this cat about. like gets caught up in this thing on the windowsill and it's got its head stuck in a jar or some uh-huh. crazy damn thing. And it's like, is the cat going to get the jar off its head? Is it going to make a noise? And it's this incredible tense scene. And the uh, you know the 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 secret of well, how on earth did they get that cat to you know act that moment of getting its head stuck in a jar or whatever its thing is? And the answer was the second unit shot a cat. That forever until it did something interesting, and that's what it did. <laughs> I, I love that moment where the baboon jumps into the shirtless yeah. arms of Jeff Goldblum. It is a, it's a sexy in, moment. It's hot, baby. In in other eighties movies, this would be a buddy comedy. This baboon is looking. <laughs> this baboon is looking at his trainer like, "Is okay? Hug him now. Hug him yeah. now. Okay, hug him now." Yeah. Just the way when he first jumps in, and just the way Jeff Goldblum just stands there staring very yeah. heroically. Yeah. I would imagine it'd be sort of a law of diminishing returns with working with a more intelligent animal on a set because a cat you just watch it. It's cute, got it, good. All right, get the cat out of here. But the baboons, it's got trainers and it's thinking and it's doing its own little thing, kind of. They can be too smart. It, it seems like yeah. it would try to trick itself at out a, of doing what you want. And to at do. a certain yeah. point, it gets bored. It's like, like yeah, the, I know yeah. what you the want me to Mr. do, Ed. but I'm not. Yeah, please yeah, don't the, poke me. I'll just talk now. Yeah. yeah, I'll talk. You want me to talk? I'll talk. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, that's nice uh, lighting from warm to cold. I wonder if it means something. It's almost like it's a journey of some kind. What yeah. is Michael, what does it mean to be human? We're about to find out, sir. Because he's be just ab- about to become all, not human. All this and more in Act 2. Yeah, you would, you, would think, you would think it would be – if he's able to teach the, the computer to love – 
essentially. <laughs> you would think he'd be able to teach the computer because we saw earlier that the computer could distinguish like the various aspects of her yeah. nylon stockings, and we see later that the computer's like, "Oh yeah, totally, you're a human and a fly." Like that's what was in <laughs> yeah. there. Oh, I totally. did you not want that? Yeah, was that exactly. Bad? Should I have not done that? It was, and it's like. You you could have you could have taught the computer how yeah. to how to distinguish. Well, by, exactly by the way, let's that. talk about filters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, like, you know, but that's like an Apollo One problem. Where it's like we had no we, we yeah. just didn't think. We of just that. Did, who right. saw that coming? Who saw right. the fly? I, yeah. you know, I mean, had he seen the fly, he would have known. Right. But it is interesting that there is. Well, you think so, but then fucking maybe not. Who knows? Great Britain names its satellite network Skynet for God's sake. Yeah. And <laughs> shit like that. Is, there is. I mean, correct me if you watch the movie. Yeah, exactly. There is no moment in this where he's like, okay, how do I fix this? Yeah, and he really just turns, and through the whole movie, he's like, "Wow, this sucks." No, no, there's a there's a moment where he says, "Well, well there's there? a moment where he goes." He tries. He, he talks he to the computer about can it be undone? Yeah, he goes to the computer. He's like, "What the fuck happens?" And that's when the computer's like, "Oh yeah, you and the fly." You and the fly are totally uh, mixed together. Totally mixed together. Dude. And he's like, "Can you undo it?" No. Nope. Oh. This we oh. cannot do. And uh, yeah, so uh, that's. That and then, but then he gets it into his head how he can sort of fix it, and that drives Act Three. And that's it's an insane way to try and fix it. <laughs> yeah. But by that point, it's maybe kind not of the cracked. best idea. Yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I think a lot of this movie is really driven on the performances of these two and mm. just their interactions with each other. It really is. Yeah. I mean, there's almost nobody else in the movie. This is yeah. John Getz every, was, every was, 10 minutes. And I was thinking about this. It seems like the guy that was writing The Fly, he was like, all right, I got to write this. What am I going to do? He probably got through the first like outline before he was like, I need a character in there other than him. Because the <laughs> whole, And I thought of that during the steak sequence where he's like, what does that taste like? He would fucking taste the steak. It's, right. it's, his, it's his thing. He would be the one tasting it. He wouldn't give it to her and say, tell me what you think it tastes like. That's clearly... The audience needs to know that it tastes weird, and if we have him take a bite and go, that tastes weird, that would be way too obvious. Right. You can't have him talk. Well, that's So that's it is just thing. him and Gina Davis, but it seems like at one point it might have just been mostly him. You know, wow. even with Castaway, you've got to give him a fucking you beach, give him ball, a ball, beach ball to talk yeah. to. Well, I mean, if it was just him by himself, basically this would be a remake of Metamorphosis. Um, you know, Metamorphosis being the Kafka play about the guy who wakes up one morning and he's a cockroach. Um, wow, that sounds awesome! Oh, yeah, I've never heard of that before. It's yeah, it's a Kafka play. It's I've seen it performed. But that's like the first line. It yeah. starts with him yeah. as a cockroach. When Gregor Samsa <laughs> woke that morning, he had become a cockroach. I mean, yeah. literally, that's the beginning of the movie <laughs> of, the, of the play. I've seen it as a stage play. It's actually quite interesting, and it's about how he, you know, he literally, it's about a guy who wakes up and he's a cockroach, and it's about his, you know, how his family, you know, freaks out and can't deal with him anymore. So it's about you know being ostracized and being being. Alienated, but it's really it's really basically just told from his perspective, and he narrates the story in Metamorphosis. This is this is this dates me, but that relates to my in my experiences with a book I read growing up that changed my understanding of the universe and what it meant to be human, which was the the issue of Goosebumps, where the kid became a bee. <laughs> <laughs> One of the great literary we'll masterworks. Sir, yeah, yeah. That, uh, I was waiting to see where you were going. I was like, that. wow. It was tra- it, it basically the, the modern-day equivalent of Metamorphosis, and I'm yeah. sure there are parallels that could be drawn. It was either going to be Kafka or R.L. Stein. Dude, yeah. R.L. Stein wrote those books the like modern day once Kafka. a month. I'm sure he probably did consciously yeah. rip off Metamorphosis. Yeah, he's like, okay, this, this month I'm ripping off Metamorphosis. <laughs> I would not be at all surprised. It's like every other movie now ripping off old Twilight Zone episodes or mm-hmm. Outer Limits episodes. Right. Or circuits. Well, we did this once. But they didn't see it. <laughs> surrogates. Every movie Every is a movie. ripoff of surrogates. It's amazing yeah. how many films rip off surrogates. Yeah. All of them, spectacularly. <laughs> how many films rip off surrogates? All of them. Body Double? Yeah. yeah. Not Goldblum. Not Goldblum. Not, not so much the Goldblum. Not Goldblum. 
This could be Goldblum. Someone could be holding his feet, but I yeah. don't see why. Not Goldblum. <laughs> Considering yeah. how out of focus he not was. Goldblum. <laughs> and, and not we Goldblum. Got Goldblum. And Goldblum. Yay. He's back. Editing. He's, he's you know he's he's buffed I up just fine. Yeah. I mean it's not like it's I not like we're totally. Yeah, it's, it's not like yeah. it's not like. It was clearly two separate people. Yeah, that can't you know, possibly physically be. speaking. It's like yeah. I. It's, it's not it's like Patton Oswalt did the you know did the dismount. Just yeah, there. exactly. Fast and the Furious is going on. Outside. Yeah, we got to get a little. Wow, that's cool. That's him. Yeah, yeah. that was him. Yeah, that, that was, was, a... that was some, like a semi lift swing. So this is a this is the kind of place you this need to actually, have. This is a good intermingling of of shots that are definitely your actor and then not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're they're blending the two. I've seen nice worse. Way. Certainly, yeah, I've seen definitely. worse. You're actually seeing Jeff Goldblum do something, right? Which yeah. helps sell it quite a bit. So you should ask him next time you see him in class if he can, you know, still do that stuff. Still do all of this. Just if he can pop up, you know, do, do, do a quick uh, Iron Cross for us if you would. Yeah. A little running across the ceiling is a nice thing. He's like, got to move your, got to move your chin up bar a little lower if you don't want to bang your toes on the ceiling. Yeah. Another thing he didn't think of at the time. Yeah. If he'd known he was going to be a fly, he would have laid out his apartment totally differently. Yeah. Got to plan ahead. You do. You got to think ahead for these kind of things. He would have worried a bit less about sanitation. Superhero pose there. Nice, nice, Jeff. The light hits me. That's a nice touch. The light hits me just right. I look good. But that's it. That's also a good moment because you get the sense of that's that's pretty damn cool. But also that's kind of scary. It's also like what the hell's going on? Yeah, I'm a little like like just her look. It's great. She's like. That's awesome, and I so want to hit that right yeah, now. I'm a little turned on. I'm, I won't lie. I'm, I'm a little turned on. Also scared. This would be for your sex. I just want you to know. That. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Not every night. I just that shouldn't be every night. But just right now, there's different kinds of screams. I'm just going to let yeah. you know that. <laughs> yeah, you know. Just uh, once in a while. Is this uh, is this Oregon? I don't know. Looks a little Pike Placey to me. All right. Well, if they get a cup of coffee. Actually, they are going to get a cup of coffee pretty soon. I forget where this is supposed to be set. Pink jacket, Bill? Yeah. Well, seriously. That was everywhere in the I, I have a condo there. That's where I go to work out and be famous. <laughs> in 1985. <laughs> yeah. If only I had a time travel machine. Yeah. That's a different movie. Shh. Here we go. <laughs> that's good. That's good too. See, that's racist. Flies don't necessarily always eat sugar. Yeah, come on. It's it's good that he. Um, <laughs> yeah, see that again. Again, movie that's... science. It's like I asked the computer if it improved me, and it's like yeah. He literally and asked it, that yeah. in English, and it didn't yes. understand the question at all. Yeah, would computer, be the did question. you improve me? Yeah, and it yeah. would say, "Would you like to in what? In, would you like to install Flash 10?" Um, <laughs> that would be how the computer would answer that question. Also, apparently, this scene, uh, which is fantastic, like his his monologue here is improvised. Like, he's just kind of ranting, and they just kind of went with yeah, it. So. Brian, you're always talking about how in, in Meisner, the idea is to get as close to Simeon as before. possible. He previously, he he wrote that himself. It's like the... the it's Goldblum writing Goldblum? Yeah. It's Gold, yeah. Goldblum on Goldblum. That, yeah. is, that is liquid Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> Pure, Pure liquid weaponized Goldblum. Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> well, a large part of... <laughs> A large part of the Meisner technique is improvisation. All the, good bla- all the gold blue manatee. <laughs> oh, oh, we were doing so well. 
Uh, hey, yes. We jumped the shark before the movie did. Damn it. <laughs> That's what happened. Damn it. One step beyond. Anyway, you were saying. Uh, a large part of the mice technique is being able to improvise. And uh, like like we were saying before, just being able to go with whatever whatever is happening. To not let it shake you to whatever is happening. Just go for it and keep living truthfully under imaginary circumstances. And... Um, there's a, there's a many different exercises. Characterization is one. There's a, there's a lot of other ones. But the the basic one is what's called a, an improvisation or a door, an activity, where one person will have uh, something physical, something physically difficult for them to do, an activity that they have to get done for reasons they have in a certain amount of time. And they're doing it at their place, uh, you know, in their, the, apart- the stage is their apartment. And somebody else will come to their door uh, with the objective of getting something from them in a certain not urgent amount of time, and then you putting that into action. Both people have their their goals set up for themselves, and they and then you just interact and and live that out as truthfully as you possibly can. And so they're all improvised, and that's the basic uh, ground level exercise that you do over and over and over again to establish the the habits that you're supposed to establish. So improvisation is a is a very large part of the Meister technique. He's getting a little blotchy. We're getting some makeup. Yeah, We're starting to get into the creature world now. We're starting to get the Chris Wayless action. And that's that's hard to do, of course, a, a close-up of something that's supposed to look natural and look like hair growing out of a, you know, a, a scar like that. You know, when you get that close, it's always a little scary. Do they do – when they're doing a procedural effect where over the course of the movie it becomes more that – do they sketch it out first? Do they just agree on how much this and then how much there? Or is there any... I mean, is it more like a... They go into the makeup... Like, the, Cronenberg and Jeff Goldblum and the makeup guys are in there like, all right, this much, a little more. Oh, no, you have, to, you have to know uh, in advance because, you know, you, you shoot a movie out of sequence. You're, you're doing a whole bunch of yeah, stuff. So it's, it's, all... it's, it's got to be a thing where it's well planned out. And I'm sure they have, you know, uh, sketches and probably even photos from, uh, uh, you know, previous uh, uh, days or makeup tests where it's like this is stage one, stage two, stage three. Yeah, it's 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 usually very rigidly done, or 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 not. I mean, I, yeah, in the in the in the preference, yeah, you prefer that it's that way. Um, when we, uh, I remember that when we did uh, Pet Cemetery Two, we sh- we literally showed up on the set and we said, and they said, okay, we're shooting the end of the movie, so we Anthony Daniels, Anthony Edwards. Uh, Anthony, not Anthony Daniels, not Anthony Edwards. Um, Anthony Edwards has to have a scar on his forehead from a fight scene that happens at the climax of the movie. And it was like, well, what, what's the fight scene and what happens in it and how does he get the scar? Well, we don't really know yet. So, so we had to. So uh, you drew a little lightning bolt on his forehead. So yeah, literally, we we gave him a scar on his forehead, and then later, you know, two months later in the shoot, when the scene actually happened, we had to justify why that was what the scar was that he ended up having. Um, it's um, it's interesting right here. Because um, he wants, he says, "I want to send you through," and like the music gets really yeah. scary and We're dark doing it right and stuff now. like that. We're, we're doing it right now. He tries to yank her to it, and it's like a scary moment. But if you sit back and think about it, you're like, "That's actually not necessarily a bad thing." Like it's yeah. just a, a fluke of what happened to him. Right. But she'd well, probably yeah, that, be fine. That's, that's the question: is that does he feel great because something in the process happened, or is it just because he's becoming a oh, fly? Oh, I think it's, it's definitely the fly. It's just yeah, the, it's fly. the fly. Yeah, it's, it's, he's it, getting it seems to have it seems to have worked. His his whole thing has seemed to have come to a perfect and sound conclusion. He just has to tell the computer, if there's two things in there, how about we don't split them? Yeah, by the but way. Then, but then you have to have the computer, you know, arbitrate which one. And maybe Jeff Goldblum's the one that gets, like, nuked and the fly feels great. Right. I also think it's interesting that one of the specific notes or tips that I've just recently been taught is that if something has to occur to you, you should try to find something within the scene that can remind you. 
uh-huh. know, some something physical that will. Oh, that's that's why I need to bring this up right now. Right. Otherwise, other, otherwise, it's it it's, seems it's yeah, otherwise hard to like. And now this is the next line I have to say. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. But that moment where he's like, "Wait, you have to go," is purely just him. Just this. There's none of that whatsoever. He just kind of gets this look in his eye, cocks his head, and goes. Wait a second! You have to go in right uh, now. Yeah, you can but see still, you can see him have off. the idea, and that's yeah. not that's not easy to play. So now he's now he's going on the prowl for okay. If not her, then somebody else. Yeah, I'm going to send someone through. He's still he's still now he's mad scientist. Yeah. Now he's like it's he's not even over. Yeah, he's not just talking about sex and penetration. It's it's deeper than that. Right, plasma pool, veil of flesh, drink yeah. not, and yada yada. That's a beautiful line, though, when he's when he's just drink, little, drink like, not when he's just drink, drink. screaming about drink not from the plasma. You, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he just walks away. <laughs> not that's, in the least. That's a great part. <laughs> exactly. Here we go. That's that's so, that's so, exactly the, the what we were talking about. It's like the as you know moment, but it's like what you're saying is insane, and I actually don't know what you're saying. <laughs> so is he about to dismember these guys? Well, is that what happens here? He just, he just challenged these guys to a arm wrestling match, and. This is where he rips the guy's arm off or the bone yeah, pops out. He gives an insane compound fracture to this guy. Yeah. And just goes, bam, and there's the bone and all that stuff. I don't, I don't, and I think this scene is unnecessary. I, I don't, don't think that this, this compound fracture was supposed to be this bad. They just kind of <laughs> did it. Yeah. And it was like, oh shit! Yeah. But that's what they Whoa, got. That came so out nasty. <laughs> well, that's that's Cronenberg for you. I mean, you oh know, man, yeah. Uh, his his recent stuff, History of Violence and Eastern yeah, Promises. Talk about shocking, shocking violence. I mean, yeah. Cronenberg has always been about shocking violence and about disturbing violence. Um, not yeah. This is the one bit though where I'm like, oh god. Yeah, not like prettied up. Yeah. General Hollywood, you know, shoot 'em up kind of violence. Cronenberg, Cronenberg, when he shows you violence. Here we go. He looks yeah. at it and decides, I'm going to break his arm. And, and then just. And the gross stuff coming I think, out. I his think fingers. you could. Yeah, here he goes. Bam. Going to break it now. Or there's a moment where he decides he's going to do it. Yeah. Here it is. Yep. No, brace yourself. Maybe. We're going to see it. We'll yeah, see it. It's, it's actually going to happen. Oh, oh, that's with the nasty. Hey. With the. Okay. Winner. And I'm done. I'm, I'm going to go rape your girlfriend yeah. and finish the movie. I'm going to take your girl now. Oh, I did not remember that we it. got yeah. that shot. The gratuitous second close-up. That was Zack Snyder's first work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking. Well, and that's how that's how we do it. I always forget about that this shot chick, until this, it's about to happen. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh damn. This, <laughs> this chick right. is talking about how he makes some line about He's like, I take bodies apart. He's like, she's like, well, you sure took Marky apart. Let's uh-huh. fuck. I mean, yeah. it's like she's so yeah. she's so okay with the fact. She's friendly. I know exactly. <laughs> she's easy going. going. I mean, it's it's very much. I, it, it almost validates what he's saying about like primalism and stuff. She's just like, well, clearly you're yeah. the alpha male now. So yeah, I guess I'll let you stuff it in me. You win. No. You on, win. Gams. I will accept your DNA, even if it has fly in it. Exactly. Ugh. You know, if you had a hat on right now, it'd be Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's a good face to chest hair and leather jacket. Look, leather jacket. So Cronenberg, Cronenberg, you know, has He's always just shoving. Yeah, yeah. Go, let's go, oh, let's on, go, let's on, go. Come on, move come it, on. move it, move it. I will have sex with you right here. Where's the romance? Watch this. There's no elevator. No, I'm the. That's elevator. the thing. Yeah. No, he picks he, her up. I, he has no interest in banging her. At yeah. least not yet. That's, that's, that's he wants the, he wants to make her a super person. The and least then of what we're gonna, interested in. There, don't yeah. you feel elevated? He, Cronenberg, wants, he wants to super bang. Cronenberg yeah. always his films have always been about disturbing things and often about disturbing physical things. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, uh, Videodrome. You know, Long Live the New Flesh is all about being transformed into some other strange alien being. And uh, um, the movie, what's the movie with Peter Weller? It was one of the names. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a way based on the William Burroughs novels. I don't know. Uh, Naked Lunch. Ah. Naked Lunch is about bizarre physical formations and and drugs. And Actually, so on. I'm. I, I have to assume that. It, oh, 
that uh, she, they've probably done it at least once by now. Yeah, I think so. Given oh, yeah. that. Yeah, she seems to. But that's a good way to, to show it, you know? Unless yeah. she says no she chills on. out. Yeah. Yeah. Takes right. off her shoes and her shirt and her bra, puts her jacket back on, has a yeah. seat. Now watch my magic trick. As now, I now, you know, but of course now he's made it even worse because, you know, he's, he's, he's bl- mixed it twice Yeah, now, exactly. Now he's like know? cemented it all. He's, yeah. He's baked it twice. He, he zero- probably could have undone it. He Xeroxed the Xerox. Yeah. Yeah. There's no one doing it now, baby. Oh, dear. Wow. Okay. Well, uh-huh. This is weird. Again? <laughs> There's Cronenberg. Brian, was it, Again, Brian, Brian, is Brian did he do this to you? My, Again, here, fear here, sex. Here's my teacher. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Here's this guy that you've seen in real life like doing straight, crazy things. From. Yeah. There's his butt. Okay. <laughs> It's 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 cool that that she manages to get her fingers right up to the edge, but she never actually touches it. You yeah. know that because that would freak that. her out. But Probably, possibly though, the most disturbing Cronenberg film that he ever made, and it's more disturbing really for women than for men, is uh, um, the again it was a title that we mentioned you mentioned earlier it's about twins, um, Dead Ringers, where Jeremy Irons plays t- plays the same role twice. He plays oh. twin brothers, and they're twins. Oh, they're twin gynecologists. And they're demented gynecologists who have these bizarre practices that they do. And and it's all about how they're inventing new techniques for gynecology. <laughs> and, boy, ask a woman if she's ever seen Dead Ringers. And they won't be just, you know, the, the murders won't be the disturbing part of that movie. And here's the line, which is, be afraid, be very afraid. That's, that's the classic line. And it's so interesting because... Also be embarrassed because who's this girl? Yeah. Hi. <laughs> And he doesn't even try to play it off. He's such a dick now that he's just like, yeah, this is my mom. It's weird that it comes from this movie because this isn't a movie where it feels, you know, it feels like it ought to be <laughs> Alien or something that, that had the Be Afraid, Be Very Afraid line. Well, you know? this was this is movie. Is that where this line comes from? Yeah, yeah. Be Afraid. Wow. It was, that, was the, that was the poster. Um, but this movie, this movie was, you know, disturbing and, and uh-huh. horrifying when it came out. It was, it was groundbreaking at the time in that way. But, you know, the final fly transformations were, were pretty striking. Yeah. But uh, Dead Ringers, you know, as, as, oh, as crazy and weird as all this is, Dead Ringers is entirely takes place in the real world and has some very impressive early split screen work mm. um, with Jeremy Irons playing twin brothers. But it's the fact that they're gynecologists and the, the fact that there's this suggestion that they're doing very strange, bad gynecology. I love this. It's very disturbing. I took him to a lab. I had him analyze. He's like, that's a weird thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Why, what why is that? that? That's not how science works. <laughs> that's a strange thing to do. Yeah. What were you thinking there? That's crazy. It's a great way to pass off that very cliche, like, I took the weird thing to the lab, and what did they say? They said it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really. But he, he uh, I, I like how he likes that. He, he yeah. said it wasn't human. Uh-huh. Aha. Yes, yes. I know. Yes. Uh, 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 yeah. The first uh. time it said it was rat DNA. <laughs> So he's starting to get, uh, yeah, he's starting to get a little poxy, a little mm-hmm. poxy there, a little blotchy. It's got kind of a District Nine thing going on now. That <laughs> yeah. I think about it. This is very District Nine. He is going a little District I love, Nine. I love that glare he gives her right there. That's a, that's beautiful acting moment. He's just, hmm, huh, yeah. <laughs> so in the end, the this con- this moment, I remember seeing that uh, they advertised with that when this movie showed on TV, and that was actually, I think, the first time I saw anything of The Fly, and that's 
that's scary. <laughs> when you don't know what's going on and the guy's just kind of punching the wall for no reason. Yeah. And, and there's a very scared woman next to yeah. you. Know, yeah. I want to see that movie. That sounds great. Yeah. No, I was scared to death. I didn't see this for a long time after that. <laughs> do you guys think that the character of Seth Brundle is freaking out because he thinks she's right? Or do you think he's freaking out because he's mad with power now? Do you I think always, it's a, think it's a paranoid was, thing? I always thought he was mad with power. I think it's a mad with power thing. I don't think, I don't think he starts... F- because because there's a the clear not, moment. It's not denial. Yeah, there's the clear yeah. moment where he where he realizes she is right, and even then he's like, "All right, but this is still pretty cool." Yeah. And kind of yeah. goes with it for a while. And every time it's every time they interact, he's like, "Come on, isn't this cool?" And she goes, "No, this yeah. is freaky." And that's so when, not cool. That's always when he gets upset, right? So Trey, when someone comes up to you in an imaginary world and says, all right, we've got to make Jeff Goldblum a fly over the course of about 45 minutes. Oh, if I had a dime. <laughs> I mean, is it, is it, it seems to me like if you were to ground that in hyper-reality, A, it wouldn't happen. B, it would, it would be more of a, it wouldn't be like, and then later in the movie he pops open and he's already got like six legs. Right. It wouldn't be one of those. It'd be like, over the course of the movie he starts growing nubs, which eventually maybe. Oh, Jesus. Oh yeah. oh yeah! This is where the thing comes out. I'm just not. I'm just not going to watch. Again, this is a uh, this is a movie that uh, you know. It's all about body paranoia and, and what's wrong yep, with that me. Came and... off. Stop! Shut up! Oh, Tell God. me when it's over. It's over. <laughs> See, there there's another. There's shut another up. recent movie that did this. That did the pulling off the fingernails. What movie District was that? District Nine. Was it District yeah. Nine? Yeah, dude. And um, spoiler. God damn it! <laughs> District Nine is the fly. Brian I still like over. District Nine. Shut up! And then the pus. That's always a nice touch. Oh jeez, no he. I mean, it, yeah. I can imagine a just to put yourself, put myself in your shoes. That's like, one a million dollars here. Have fun, go. Right. Go sure. buy a yeah. yacht and and dance with fairies and do your whole thing. I mean, you want to make a guy fly? Yes, I do. Is there? I mean, oh, oh God. yeah. No, don't now. <laughs> they keep it keeps going. Yeah. See, it gets uh, the, it's, it's amazing how how simple. You know, comparatively compared to. Oh, you know, oh he doesn't even pull it forward off. He no, he, he lifts he, it back he, off. Yeah. Yeah, compared to oh, and there it was. Yeah. Oh well, man! Well, well, isn't that interesting? It's... I'll miss you, <laughs> testicles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how far is he going to go well, with this little experiment yeah. of his? So, what's the pro- I guess what's the process? It's a it's a lengthy process. You know, g- generally the the process begins with the script, and and you know they'll send you the script and they'll say, well, here's here's it, and then you go through and you break it down and you you highlight all the things that. And this is true for visual effects as well. You highlight all the things where you go, okay, well, that looks like a, you know, it looks like they're describing a makeup effect there, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, and there and there and there and there. And then you, and and ideally, a good a good visual effects artist or makeup artist will will bring their own ideas back for the first conversation. Like, well, I was thinking, you know, and it's it's really for me, it's obviously it's part of the process to to come back with those ideas. Like, okay, so right here, when you say that he he opens up and and you know his legs start to come out and he becomes a thing. Um, do you think uh, – it says uh, this is a daytime scene. Do you think it could be a nighttime scene? Because you're going to be happier with the results and it's going to cost you less if you shoot it at night um, and so on. So You're it, basically enforcing they, – they, they, they just need a movie and you know what you can do and make work. Well, you know, it's, it's just like in visual effects and makeup effects. Your job is to deliver what the client wants. Um, if the client wants to keep their cost down, it's part of your job to tell them, well, if you don't shoot it stupidly, you'll keep your cost down. But if they go, no, I really want to shoot it this way, then you go, okay, ka-ching, then it's going to have to be like this. Um, you know, it's a trade-off. And, and, and some, some productions and directors are much more collaborative than others. And much, some are like, oh, no, that's awesome. Let's do it your way. Um, and sometimes they have a particular way they want something shot, and sometimes it's not something you even agree with. But in the end, you're a vendor, and you have to do what they ask. So, so you can you can you can 
tweak things. You can you can suggest small changes because often a small change will make a huge difference in the complexity of, of an effect. This has so to be really complex, by the way, what we're seeing right now. Computer graphics yeah. is hard. It's not easy stuff. <laughs> it looks like a series of paintings. For 85, yeah. Still. Is, you know, so yeah. you get the script and you go, all right, here's how we can do this on the cheap. So is that is that the point where you sit down and start designing the actual, all right, how are we going to do this? What's the actual texture of it going to be? And Or is that something that comes comes out later, like when we're making it? Oh, that's happy. Good. Usually you start with a breakdown. I mean, you know, there's no one way it's done, but uh, usually you want to start with a breakdown and go, okay, so how many shots of it as a, you know, does he have wings when he's a fly? You know, the script didn't say one way or the other. If it didn't, you know, you ask the questions like, well, this could be scary and this could be not the good kind of scary, but the, the expensive kind of scary or the difficult scary. And it's just it's a process, and and sometimes the process is is more collaborative and lengthier, and therefore more comfortable than other times. Sometimes it's just no, we just need a dead dog that walks around in two months. Go, and here's you know here's the budget, do it, and then you bring what you can bring, and then you know you probably get yelled at by the director because that's not what they wanted, but uh, you go hey, you should have given us a little more pre-production time or a bigger budget, and you know we came with what we could get. Um, it's a trade-off. It's always a trade-off in that regard. So. You know, you, you it's usually your job just to say I I feel in that in that role is it's your job to just go, Okay, well, how about this as an idea? Um, because maybe it's cooler than what they thought, or maybe it's, you know, just an interesting interpretation of what they thought, or maybe it builds on what you think the movie should be about, or maybe it's gonna be cheaper for them, or maybe it's gonna be easier to shoot, or maybe it's gonna be faster to shoot. Um and then you and then you begin the process of, of you know, trading that off. Um if you can go you don't most 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 clients you can't go right to this is actually a really dumb idea and you shouldn't do it um you don't usually have that luxury of that much comfort with the with someone where you can just talk that openly with them sometimes you can some some people if you're if you're comfortable working with them where you go i just don't think that's a good idea i don't think it's going to look good they might go oh well what do you think would look good well what if we did this oh i like that character wise that, that, that varies from care that varies from show to show there's no one way it happens character wise this is a very strong scene and a lot of uh, a lot of different ways, and and prime, first and foremost, yeah, yeah. Not only this reveal, but first and foremost, it's the fact that it's the fact that she shows up at all. You know, nothing is really said, but he's freaked out. He calls her after a month of not of not speaking to her, and the second he calls her, she goes. Yeah, you know, and you're like. She loves this guy. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's that's all there is to Dude, it. Dude, she likes you. Yeah, that's that's the moment where you're convinced, and uh, and and the the rest of the movie gets to basically coast on that because because you buy it at this point. I want to know for what reason. It looks like a thriller there. I want to know for what reason <laughs> Seth Brundle made the decision that he needed canes because it's not that his legs aren't holding him, and it's it, it may just be that he's starting to hunch over physically. Like something about him is making him bend forward too much that he needs something to lean on all the time. I, I want to know where they got to Canes. Because obviously it's much more fly-like that he's kind of hunkering right. down on all fours now. But right. It's probably of, a way to suggest that he's now he's, no longer two-legged now, while he's and, still in this the mode he's yeah, in. True. True. He actually kind of looks like Gina Davis. The, way <laughs> the, the weird thing is... He's turning into her the weird, No, no, it's just the, the effect of the shapes on his face is now suggesting Gina Davis to me. The weird thing <laughs> is that he's he's still kind of metaphysical and a little bit insane because he's like, the machine insists on inner purity. It wasn't pure. I'm like, no, no, no. There's <laughs> you didn't program it right, and they're gonna the fly got in there. You know. Uh, I'm not sure about this middle point 
transformation of his because it's like if he's already at the point where his nails are falling off, he's got to me he's got too much hair and too many teeth. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think if those are the first things that are going to go. Yeah, we should have lost the hair by now. Yeah. Definitely. God, he really does look like Thriller. Yeah, yeah he does. Ghostly ghouls from every the tomb. Hair, the hair when does did, a lot of When did yeah, Thriller yeah. come out? Was this first or was that first? No, this was first. Was it? No. Thriller was like 83, 80, 84. Yeah, that sounds right. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank then, you. then this came after Thriller. I, I, I do like his attitude there. He's talking about, oh, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to turn inside out and it's going to be really crazy and then I'll die. <laughs> like, he's, Just wanted to he's say hi. very to, to terms with it. In Just a wanted sense. to have you come by and say hi. This is a scene where he has the little the little museum of himself. There's yes, one of these yes. scenes where he has. It, the it comes later. It's okay. it's after it's after he's climbed on the walls. Oh, this oh no! Part. This is the, oh, yeah, here's, the here's the shock moment. No, this is this is those who don't want to be disgusted look away. And this is an yeah. incredible moment. Yeah, whoa! Because he does that and it's like what the fuck? Yeah. And his and reaction. Then, and then he says, "Oh shit! Oh sorry, sorry. That's disgusting." <laughs> It's still dripping. Gina yeah, Davis is selling that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then she's yeah. like, oh, that's, she's like, wow, she did come on a bad day. Yeah. By and the way, by the way, this week on Down in Front, we're watching The Fly. Yeah. That's what we're watching. Yeah. <laughs> we're all up to speed. And this is, uh, but again, she hugs him, and she hugs him on the yeah. part where his ears Ooh, fell off. she hugs him on the gooey part. Yeah, she hugs him right on the hole there. Hugging him on the wet spot. And that is a really great picture of Panic, where he, he says, help me, and it's like, he knows that there's nothing that can be done, yeah. and it's just yeah. a visceral, please be with me I and help me. Yeah. I'll give you a hug. I, that's what I got. Mom, do something. Yeah. But they, there's clearly nothing. You, you literally have to kill yourself. There's yeah. nothing you can do. Yeah. Cronen, but Cronenberg said, he's like, we didn't really think about the fact that she hugs him right on the whole side, <laughs> but then every time we showed it to an audience, they would gasp in horror, and we're like, oh, <laughs> oh we should have <laughs> thought of that. Yeah, we should have thought. <laughs> You'd think Gina Davis would have gone, oh, I'm all sticky on yeah. the side when I is hug it, him like that. Is it me, or does it look like they're in Paris? Does that skyline back look. there look like Paris? That does not. That definitely doesn't look like New York America, City or whatever. Yeah. It's I forget to where be. this is supposed to be. Did, did Maybe it's Boston. Or my, something. My, my guess earlier was like Portland, Oregon. It, it does look Northwest. That would be my guess. Maybe maybe Bay Area at most, but it ain't L.A. We know. Let's that. see what we got. I'll, I'll IMDb it and see what we got. Oh, the magic of the internet. Research in <laughs> in my <laughs> down in front. Yeah. It's That's like, no good. We just have to make bold assertions. Yes. <laughs> you, know, you know how we play our game. We make stuff up and we speak in loud tones about it. And I, I, Gina I, Davis this, is a man, by the way. This guy is a representation of existentialism implied yeah. in the body. Yeah, yeah, plus, yeah, yeah. plus, my school, my dad went to school with that guy. He's a dick. I like the way that we're always talking about how a solid villain is one who you can go, yeah. But this guy, not only is he... It's a, a failing in the movie. It, it's, it's, it's basically... You get to the point in the movie where, like, the bad guy is completely... It's not like I can agree with him. <laughs> yeah, I'm on his it's, side. It's, it's, I, it's more like... I hope he no, wins. Guess what? He's right. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I don't know We're how... We're pulling to, for him. I'm trying to figure out... I can't separate myself from the fact that I didn't see this all at once the first time I saw it in bits and pieces, but I wonder if that makes you, as an audience member, uncomfortable, where it's like, I, I have to shift my allegiance to the guy who's clearly right, and all that's left in Jeff Goldblum's case is sympathy. That's all you got. And how much how much of a film is determined by the point of view you set up by which character you oh, decide? Yeah. The, the oh, old the old we'll build the set upside down. Spider Man stolen Spider-Man. from uh, it's probably rotating. So stolen from season too. three of Heroes. No, it is. Yeah. This is this is totally on a gimbal and it's just rotating right around and that's how you he can does kind it. of if you look very closely you can see how the camera shifts even when it's not panic like watch right, this. There. Oh, right look there. At this. What's this? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What's no, this? that is. But I love his point of view in this particular sequence. He's like, okay, before he was panicked and. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, now he's getting the hang of it. And now he's like, this is actually pretty cool. And um, I'm just not going to worry about it. 
It's a good use of the rotating set, though. Oh, yeah. 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 And it, it, it works because he's swaying with the motion to the set. So I've got to turn a little bit, and he's kind of got that sort of I, I'm floating swing, but it works for the fly thing, so it's mm-hmm. all right. Now, that's what we probably should have there's seen the, There's the hair that I would more now, imagine. Now, it seems like his teeth yeah. are getting a little bit more pointy, and I think that's the yeah. wrong way to go. I think, I, I, yeah, which I, which I don't believe because, you know, your teeth can't actually change shape. Yeah. Um, being fall, Falling out and being replaced, unless that's what they're implying has happened here. The, but, uh, uh, the, the, look at the way his eyes move. What he's doing with his eyes, and he was doing that before. Yeah. But, uh, even and the way he moves he... his mouth uh, now, and he was also doing it in the scene. That, that is an example of characterization, as I was saying before. You just have to find... Ways of doing things, and and uh, but you're still starting with yourself, right? He's definitely getting pretty juicy. Oh boy! <laughs> it's gonna be another eating demonstration. Oh yes! Oh oh, terrific! How does Brundle fly eat? Well, I don't know if we want to know, but the thanks. Life and times of Brundle fly. Yeah, I'd subscribe to that. I assume it's a newsletter. <laughs> I would like to subscribe to your literature. So the fact that she's kind of like blasé. So I lo- she's okay. like, she's, she's, right. she's still on board. She's well, because like, right. at this point she's like, well, he's not freaking out anymore. You so. know what would have been interesting? He's having someone document his whole process. I would have liked to see the Cloverfield version of this movie. <laughs> where you're just watching the tapes. Just the watching the tapes, tapes. yeah. That's kind of a good idea. There's a, there's a special feature that's well, no, tw- but, 20 years too for, late, for but a, a great film, idea. For a film unto itself. Has that been done? Am I forgetting something? Where you're seeing the documentation of a guy that was doing an experiment and it failed, and it's the, the, I was, the I was, chronic... It's basically the, uh, the the guy that went out to Canada, or Alaska and lived with bears thing, only uh-huh. instead of going to live with bears like an idiot, he tries to change himself I, into a flower. I briefly, like I briefly <laughs> considered doing a web series kind of like that about a guy who had been bitten by a zombie, and he was just kind of documenting, ta- documenting oh, it. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like the River Tam sessions in a way, but not the same idea. This was really. shot. Uh, this was shot in Ontario, Canada. I don't well, know if it's uh, supposed uh, to take figures. place there, but it was basically Cronenberg's uh, Canadians shot so. in like Toronto and stuff. So, oh look, a radiator. <laughs> that's that's how you know it's foreign. Yeah, there's no bidet. <laughs> I think every toilet outside of the United States has a bidet. And not not so much in Canada. That's just America without guns. Canada, they have donuts that shoot up into your ass when you're done. <laughs> They're awesome. It's called a donut day. <laughs> See in a circle. Nice. God damn it! Now I want a donut. Oh, I love this. I love this. This is so. We've seen a bunch of donuts it's, in this movie too. I, I wonder when the notion came up. It might have been something implicit in the idea where it's like we have to have a sequence where Gina Davis is pregnant with his baby. Yep. And it's going to be a fly. Well, the, the question is: Is it going to be a fly? Yeah. Was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was sure. it? Was it from the time they had sex before he did yeah. the thing, or after they did the thing? And, and we're, I think this is still part of that sequence where we're about to flash forward, maybe? Is we're about a, to get a dream sequence. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Yes, right, right. and a weird one it is. And I, think <laughs> I, I think there were comments made by Gina Davis where she was like, I'm done with birthing sequences. Yeah. I can't do that again without picturing the hell my brain went through. <laughs> That's the and ultimate frankly, birthing and sequence. And frankly, at the end of the day, it's not a there's, a... there's a shot where it's clearly not... It's Gina Davis, and she is having... She's screaming like a motherfucker, and the doctors are freaking out. And a worm comes out of her. Yep. I can a imma- maggot. I can, a maggot. I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine Regina Davis would be like, "I'm not doing a birthing scene," and no one could be like, "What an unprofessional bitch!" Yeah. <laughs> it's like Gina Davis was giving birth to a fucking. Yeah. Fly. Not only yeah. am I not doing a birthing scene, I'm not giving birth because now I have a phobia that yeah. I'm going to shit a maggot. She had this whole thing where she was like, "That was the most terrifying thing I've ever done." Although I might be wrong about this. I mean, I know they were married for a while, and I'm wondering if they did had- have kids. I'm, huh. I'm wondering. Well, oh, Brian, no. 
Okay, this is That's so... uh, Cronenberg, by the That's way. That's Cronenberg doing a cameo there. He's and... the, the doctor who removes the maggot. Was he the doctor or the glasses? <laughs> he's, the, he's the doctor. <laughs> they had both. They, they had half and half screen time just then. There's more in there. Oh, yeah. God, this is... Yeah, well... Oh, it's anyone who hasn't, you know, the, the process of giving birth is pretty grisly yeah. normally, <laughs> even without the maggot factor. Being I like it was in. like push it out, just like jams on her stomach. Yeah, no, yeah. no, push, push. Seriously. Giving birth is about, you know, unless you're a surgeon or you've seen combat or you, you, you know, deal with highway accidents is about the most grisly, visceral blood and guts thing anyone will ever experience. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God! And oh, yeah. Selling it on the reactions, definitely. Oh, God. Yep. oh God! But but what a professional doctor, by the way, doesn't drop it. Yep. Doesn't oh. just drop it. That is He's a pro, man. That is the right mark now. of a pro. Do you, see the, you see the string there? The, no, that the was that was that was goo. There was the the afterbirth. I, I can't imagine that would have been a string puppet. No, yeah, that was that, that was, was that was basically cable. like a rotating dildo inside of it. Like the, it was it was it was motorized. Oh. It was. You went to straight. rotating dildo first, there, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, I couldn't think of what else yeah, that, that does that. I was thinking of that. Well, uh, it could have been cable. It could be cable, bride, cable operated. They, they were they were he was holding it so stiffly that you can definitely hide. It definitely moved very stiffly. Yeah. Well, that could be bad puppetry. Well. I remember, I remember at the time not being wild about the puppetry of the final fly transformation, but we'll see if I still feel that way. Oh, wow. His fingers are melding. That's kind of... Yeah, they're fusing. Okay, whatever. Technically, the, uh, technically, if you if you were to like bind your fingers together for a long, like years and years, they would actually do that. Yeah, I know. That's cool, though, right? So, yeah. The, um, the fun thing is that... <laughs> awesome. Okay, Speaking now of... you've just given me another phobia. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Always have your fingers played. Yeah, keep them, keep them spread out. <laughs> this, not so much. This kind oh, of dear. elephant man. But when, when, the, when he cracks open and the, the fly puppet comes out, where yeah. it's, now he's a fly, uh, I, I thought it was a really cute character design. It's really like a little... Oh, it's not like an adorable puppy type thing, but he comes out and I'm like, oh, it's, he's got, it, it's a fly. He's got well, it's big, got the big eyes. He's got the big eyes. That's kind yeah. of a miscue for our brain. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's, a, we're, he's adorable. No, he's not. Yeah, we're trained to like look at big eyes and go, oh, that's cute. But in this case, no, there's the tooth. Doesn't apply. No, oh, yeah. oh, there's all of them. Yep. Finally, the teeth go. See, out. that doesn't bother me as much as the uh, the fingernails. Though. Oh, teeth. Teeth are my thing. Oh, I, I have those oh. dreams. You have those dreams. Yeah, where you yeah. Lose your teeth. Yeah. I, I looked it up once. Apparently, it means that you have a fear of like getting old and losing your mm-hmm. youth and whatnot, which is definitely what a fear is I have. So. Happening to me. <laughs> oh, I just had here's one where he has the museum. Oh, this is the, here's the museum. Yeah, the Brundle Museum. Your relics. Here we go. There you go. Oh. You belong in the museum. <laughs> so do you. He does look kind of like a bad sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps his ear and shit. Yeah, what else has he got in there? Is he, oh, what, what, what was that just there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do we want to know? Oh, my. And what's happening here is, though, even though we don't know that yet, he's got fly parts inside of him that are just kind of pushing against his skin and making them all blob blobby. Yeah. He, well, he's like... His, his skin is rotting and holding out. Just like, a, just like a fly does. I mean, it just, it you know, it forms inside of the body that you see and then just bursts out of it. You know, that there's a moment where the pupa just is a sack that it just shreds out yeah. and, and come and there it is, a different animal comes out of it. So he's still got this kind of, kind of human-y shape, but uh, it's really kind of a skin now. It's to her credit that she just keeps, she'll still just walk in. Hey, yeah. I, she's like, you, you what, all right? What do you look like now? Do, do you like skim milk? How you doing? Hmm. <laughs> hey, I, brought, I, I brought back that book you lent me. Yeah. So good news. Star we're gonna, Trek season four. Here you go. We're going to do the story next month. Goes on the newsstands. Yeah, no shit. Oh, boy. Oh. This is a hard scene. 
I feel like there's an excellent movie to be made there where it's people in the YouTube generation documenting their friend's experiment. Mm-hmm. Look, her, her performance is really, really strong That's here. a good idea for a web series. That is a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Do 10 three-minute episodes, done. Didn't want to make mm-hmm. a movie out of it. Fuck it. But then you have to get the capital to make a suit. <laughs> I might, do the, I might do the zombie thing. Can you imagine? Mm. If anyone yourself... out there does the zombies thing, I will sue you. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine putting it? Your... Yeah, like that's the first time that I did. Had. Exactly. I just had that idea next to you. Yeah. <laughs> zombies are big nowadays. Mm. Well, they're usual size. Yeah. So <laughs> we, could, we could also. Uh, Hitch on to the vampire thing. Do a similar thing with a vampire. Uh-huh. How can we rape the modern market enough? Yes. <laughs> what do we got? Dude, that's the way to go. Somebody the more needs I to. look at it, fucking the vampire's yeah. assistant and vampire diaries, I'm like, next thing I see that starts getting big, I'm going to make a ripoff of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going Why to pitch not? the shit out of a ripoff of it. I don't know or care what it is. That's the spirit. Like... I, I will sell that Michael, level of integrity to have a career. As, as can be said of all of all perspective director directors, you you have vision. <laughs> exactly, it's not he, an artistic one. He has a plan. He has a goal. <laughs> just just make it well. Do me a favor and do it well. Well, well, I want to just sell it and be like, "Here's my idea. Buy it, and then I'll go make something good over there." <laughs> then I'll do what I want to do. I yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like this is the scene where it starts popping out, isn't it? No, not quite yet. No, no, no. No. The, the lighting feels really similar. The same. Yeah, I, I like that too, where she's Ew. clearly got such affection for him. I feel like, but at could... the same time, he takes a step towards her, and she's like, yes. "Oh, oh shit. no, 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 no!" <laughs> I feel like we could be doing some cooler stuff with his eyeballs. Yeah, and his like... eyes are still, you know, eyes in there. Oh man! But they, of course, that you know, eyes. This are, is some eyes great dialogue. I don't know which one of them wrote it, but ooh, yeah. That's a good moment. Mm. He's like, oh, dear. He's like, he's the one going, uh, <laughs> yeah. get out. Run. <laughs> Here's a thought. Run. Go away. You should be afraid. Yeah. Very afraid. You should be running. Because sandstorms are very, <laughs> you should be very, very dangerous. <laughs> yeah. You should be running. Very running. <laughs> be running. Be very running. That's that's the line. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a pretty complicated ass suit slash that's a, that's, mask. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's a that's an early morning in the makeup chair to get all that together. Is there anything that you've seen so far that has been done particularly well or not well or would have been really difficult or? I'm I'm no not yet. Um, Is this all pretty it's, standard? It's fare? all it's pretty standard. I mean it's you know it's complicated and difficult, but it's not like anything groundbreaking has happened yet. Um, you know, it is, it's what, 85. So, you know, American Werewolf in London and some of Stan Winston's earlier stuff is, you know, it's all been happening. Chris Wallace and Winston and Botine and uh, Baker were, were about as many of the names as there were in the business, um, at this level. Wallace was kind of a dark horse who, who, you know, you didn't hear that much of. Um, and then he came out, came out of the gate with this movie and it's like, oh, Chris Wallace. Yeah, he's good too. Yeah. He's, he's a big guy. He does his stuff. Willis did uh, he did some stuff for Dragon Slayer, as I recall. He was at ILM then, I think. Did some Dragon Head stuff, and uh, he's done some done some other movies, which of course, as usual, I can't name off the top of my head. And I'm not sure if he's still really doing stuff now. Um, he never was quite as prolific as like Winston, but uh, but The Fly was certainly part of his his heyday, his his sort of peak. Like yeah, Chris Willis. Botine as well has there, been less active since the 80s. Are there abortion clinics that are open all night? He, he, the good ones. He was well, clearly, after Obama's plan goes through, there will yeah. be. Yeah. Mm. 
They'll come to you. And they'll not be, only, not what I'm not saying. They'll be in vans. Brian, they'll pull up at your house and ask if you want them. Not only for fetuses, but also for old people. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's convenient. You see, in the in the lenient liberal era of 1985, you know, you could just walk into an abortion clinic and go, <laughs> "No, now, right now, seriously, yeah, right yeah. now." Well, well, if, if, if you had a beard, yeah, yeah, and money. Clearly, well, if yeah, if, oh, if beard and money, that's what it is. Well, yeah. if you came in with that guy, he'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'll abort that yeah, right out of that's you. Right. I, I, <laughs> I do the procedure, and I'm not even a doctor, Holy but that guy has convinced me that I should no, do it. Um, but but it's it sounds pretty. Um, the, by the way, this is uh, they they I guess use that line as the basis for. The fly too. The baby could start off normal and then become dot dot dot, um, because that's what happens. The uh, the fly too is about the son, um, who I can't remember what his name is. I think it's Seth as well. But Buzz. Um, it was a Buzz. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just making it. You got I, me. I didn't. <laughs> High five right there. Thank there you, you go. I, I, but, have, um, I did not see fly too. Um, I don't, but but he basically hits puberty. It should have been called "I Fly Too." Yeah, he he basically hits puberty. Oh, and uh, and does that, and flies out. He kind of looks like he's made out of play doh in this. Movie. Yeah, coming through the glass brick too. That's like the glass didn't work. You could have kicked the door in. That's actually yeah. easier than coming through the glass yeah. blocks. I feel like they should have glycerined him up a little bit. Kind of get. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not particularly loving this you know suit. It's kind of your basic <laughs> kind of lumpy rubber man suit. By the way. He apparently did not jump that far. Like he was yeah. crouched down. It's like just, two feet just, underneath. Yeah, it. he just he walked across the roof, the through the window. Yeah, it's like that. That's a there's a shot in Empire Strikes Back where uh, Luke is walking through the the ch- chamber room to try to find Vader to fight him, and he jumps off a ledge and jumps out of camera view. But then a moment passes and he stands up into it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that was. What are you doing? What are you doing? There's stairs right there. This is this is difficult. It's difficult to play pathos when you look like that. You know, when you when you've got <laughs> yeah. that kind of makeup yeah. on and you're twitching away. It's a very Quasimodo it's, kind of you know pathetic monster moment yeah. going on. Yeah, definitely. I feel like this is too unreasonable for him to ask. Obviously, it is, and that's the point. But I feel like even he wouldn't. I, I think he would be up with that. Where it's like, yeah, okay. Well, it's almost the same thing because he's because what he's about to try to pull here is um uh, something else entirely and uh he it, it's almost like she she basically she went there or no she didn't tell him about the baby she was going to and then he she was watching out, he, was watching. he was watching right um but but the kind of thing where it's like she she went to him and was going to tell him but she freaked out and right. like he almost understands that but he's like i'm gonna give you the option <laughs> of having the baby if you say no I'm gonna have to kill you. Yeah. If you say no, I have an even worse idea. Yeah, actually, to suggest. I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to worse than death. You're going to make you wish you'd had the baby. Yeah. That would have been the better choice. That was the best line from Dollhouse. It was like, "Do you have a better idea? I have a worse one." <laughs> they do that. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Here's our here's our walk of horror sequence. Yeah. We've, we've got our third act. It's all set up. It's good to go. We all have our problems. We all know what's going on. What is it? Oh, the shotgun. That's right. I, I just saw the case and I was what like, "What else?" He's, he's brought his banjo. Well, it's, no, yeah. it's, it's almost like he brought his portfolio. To <laughs> yeah, job interview. I was going to show you my like. my sketches. Anyone? I was going to show you the article, man. It's going to be great. Give you that's the a pretty gun, by the way. It's a very pretty. It's only a rich guy could afford yeah, a gun. Yeah, that's like an that. on golden pond shotgun if I ever saw one. That's, that's a fancy ass gun. Oh, with his fucking cardigan. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad your hand melts in about five minutes. <laughs> if you had to wear that. 
to, it is a, pretty crazy. to a freaking assassination. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> this guy starts out as your very stereotypical 80s Gregory yeah. Peck villain. And by the end, he turns into the hero. He's it's, almost it's the hero. It's so interesting. It's weird. It, it's, it's also because the, the construction of the story overall is a tragedy. You know, it's, yeah, about yeah. A, it's about a hero who is, who is ultimately destroyed by his own flaws. And boy, <laughs> talk about some flaws. Is he ever destroyed? Yeah, but it's really, it's really the hubris, not the, not right. the actual deterioration right. that, that destroys him. But ah, the oh, the third, the third, the third telepod without the glass window. Right. That's ominous. Yeah. <laughs> so you can have the the difficult, the tricky reveal. And it's established quite in passing earlier. That I don't buy that at all. Good job, Hero Bond. Yeah. Yeah, well played. Well played. Shoot him. Yeah. Hello. This gun. Is a, pull trigger. <laughs> just no, no, no. Whoops. No. Come on. He just pushed this. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. You're Boy. not serious with that sweater. As a rescue attempt, this is not going well. Uh, yeah. All right. So what's going on here? What, what, how do you dissolve human flesh? Yay! Well, just do, like smaller. You'll, smaller no, you'll notice what gives away the effect. First of all, is the fact the hand's not moving at all. Whereas I think you'd probably be flailing your fingers right. as they it's dissolve. It's moving pretty fast there too. Yeah, it's it's is shot it, high speed. So right? it's just different props, and you pour some goo on it. You shoot. pour some goo on it, and it looks like yeah, it's, it's like melting, it's melting, melting wax, the melting think. wax. It's, yeah. it's akin, I feel like he's underplaying hand dissolve. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Well, he's in shock. I'm sure it's there, akin to uh, you know probably akin to the melting. Oh God, this is where this is the gnarly one. Yeah, like the melting Nazi and Raiders. You know. High-speed yeah. wax sculpture. You can also just get a lot oh. done with you. My, my socks. Now he's doing it just so, to be a bastard. I mean, do, this do, is my do, good do, socks. Do flies uh, use hydrochloric acid the way stomachs do? Is it the same stuff? Well, they, know, I they love do. The, t- the tender just, oh, yeah. oh, just going to wiggle it away just here. Just going to wiggle it away. Just going bring it, to bring it right off of here. Yep. How, do you I think fix, the how do you fix that? I think yeah. the implication is he's, he's going to eat him. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to finish you off later. Now that you're tenderized. That would have been an amazing shot if he just puked the acid onto that guy's face. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been crazy. Hi. Hello. Mm. Save that guy for later. Here we go. We got the rotating set again. That's That's got to be pretty complicated because everything has to be built to spec and then it has to hold in any yeah. angle. Yeah, and not shift around. Yeah, you got you to... Gotta, you know, yeah, there glue. can be no wiggling or anything. You like gotta that. glue all the shit down, and and the stuff that's supposed to be hanging is actually on you know steel rods and stuff like that. Yikes. That was a bit of a jump cut there, <laughs> just yeah. a bit. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's yeah yeah. Cr- well, Cronenberg is totally like he will totally yeah. skip a month in a cut. You know, he doesn't, <laughs> sure. he doesn't give a shit. He's just like, here we go, <laughs> and we're done. Have someone say it's been a month and we'll move on. You right. know? <laughs> so here he's, here he's like popping off like the worst idea yet. Like, yeah. Okay, so how about we become one organism? <laughs> okay, see see what's happening to me from the fly? Yeah. I want to do that again, but with you. Because <laughs> yeah, be, I'm pretty sure it'll work you out You should this be time. part of this. That's yeah. the missing ingredient. I guess that makes sort of sense because it would be basically just diluting the flyness. If you did it earlier. From a genetic perspective, yes. But because, from, because, a, <laughs> from, a, from an organism perspective? Yeah, yeah that would yeah. suck. That'd be bad. But I feel like, you know, if, if you – the transformation if, – if, if fly plus human equals brundlefly, then human plus human equals third human. Human p- plus human plus, you know, developing human plus fetus uh, would basically... Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's like, he's like, I want as much DNA yeah. as possible to override the fly. But I, don't, it's like, I don't know what the hell that adds up to, but I am not inviting it to dinner. Yeah. I'm sorry, that family's not coming Here we go, here we go. Oh! oh. The, and, now, and now Jeff Goldblum out of the movie. Thank yep. you. Thank you very much. That's a that's good a, night. That's a wrap for Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Thank you very much, Jeff. Good job. 
See you at, the, play this. See you at the rap party. Oh, God. Uh, and it's all breaking off now. Yeah. Now it's the evening at Outback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is... And and her. her Again, her yeah. performance. Yeah. She's performing to she's, this rubber fucking Here we go. Yeah. Oh, that, that I can imagine her screaming pretty melt? realistically, That was kind of cool. Yep. Melt and fall off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. Here we go. See? And there's the there's the cute puppet. Look at it. Oh, He's like an Ewok, it's only E.T. Look, it's E.T. It's, it's, again, it's her that sells it. He's still trying, but um, just her terror at this, you know, and, get and out, she's get just out, crying get out and now. screaming. The door's still open. Go. Yeah. yeah. You can do this. Yeah, you have only 90 seconds Mother to get Evans out of that suffered. door. Oh, too late. Oh, there it is. Well, now yeah. I'm in trouble. So now Gimpy's the only hope left. Yep. No audible dialogue. Yes. The subtitle. That's our subtitle. Right, how are you feeling about this, trick? That's pretty good. That's a pretty good puppet, and it's looking pretty good so far. You, we can't hear it right now, but we do have on the soundtrack also. Every time he moves, there's a... He's a little, he's a little cable twitchy, but uh, you know, for something of that size, that's... And he's an insect. He's supposed to twitch. Yeah, we can <laughs> use that as our justification, sure. It's a big thing, too. It's a big thing. It's, it's, it's human size. It's like the size of a man. So what are we looking at here? Is that... It's... It's clearly it's a puppet. Inter- there's internalized. there's yeah. not a guy in there. That's too too yeah, scrawny no, to be a guy. A, it's a puppet with like it, one of those of big rods out the back yeah. to hold it up, kind of thing. So that's why you never see it. You know, you see it cut off. It's just off screen or whatever. Its hip is just barely there. There we go. That's the answer. Yeah. So yeah, and it's not off screen that much. I mean, you know, it's just had its transformation scene, and now there it is, and it's uh, in its in its window, and then it's about to get zorched. Mm-hmm. Is that a scientific term? Out. Zorched, yeah. Oh, boy. It's technical. If, if there's any term for what's about to happen, yeah. it's... Zorched. Yeah. That's the technical term in fantasy. Uh, in, in Harry Potter, they call this splinching. Yeah, splinching. Yeah, exactly. The fact that the fact that the part of the pod goes oh, with, yeah. that's not good. That's the part where it's like, oh, now it's over. So now he's genetically mixed up with a door. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's, he's half human, half fly, half door. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be good. Of course, if they remade it now, they'd find a way to make it sexy somehow for the CW or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be all sparkly. <laughs> oh, it's not so bad. The fly! <laughs> the fly's so awesome! I want to be bit oh, by boy. a fly. I love, I love how the, the yeah. computer just <laughs> the takes computer's it. like, okie dokie. Okay. Uh, I'm the computer's like, I did it! Yeah. And the telephone. That was a rough one, but I, I think I pulled it off. See what you think. <laughs> Let's do something hard next time. Your computer is sweating and panting. Yeah. Next time, give me a Volvo oh or something. That is rough. Oh, it's actually yeah. just sliced into him too. Oh yeah, it's just. All right, I want to see those tendrils on his face move. Almost, and this is, is this is the, this is the most incredible part because oh look at that because you have to it, his face is all distorted and that, stuff. That kind of works for me. You yeah. have to feel, and again, she sells it because you have to feel emotion. This is this is the end of the movie. And you mm-hmm. have to feel some genuine emotion for this creature that's just, you know, a pile of, of rubber and plastic um, being puppeteered by some rods off screen. Like and Angelina you, Jolie. <laughs> and you you really do. Like, this is a very uh, – especially especially when he grabs the shotgun. It's the, it's the moment yeah, that's, that's coming the moment. up that, yeah. that uh, you know – At any point, yeah. He I could, I could, I could quibble about the performance. I think it could have been performed maybe just a tad better. But there's, yeah. no, there's no denying the moment works. Yeah. Because, of course, course in the movie theater, you're going, no, stupid bitch, shoot him. He's going to grab the gun, and now you're doomed. And he he does grab the gun, but then then he goes. He's like, do it. Yeah. (laughs) Please just do it. Let's do it. 
And now she's like, now, she's, oh, now you're not going to do it. Yeah. You are never there for me, Gina yeah. Davis. No <laughs> Every matter, time I ask you to do something. No matter <laughs> what I want, you are not, not there for oh, me. Oh, God. And, and the noises it makes, a... too. Yeah, it's making it's this. Oh, God. Yeah. Eyeballs... yeah, her, her, oh, God, was a great performance. Oh. His eyeballs are still single lenses, though. Yeah. They weren't the They weren't fly compound eyes. fly eyes. There we go. And and then, of course, you know, speaking of structure. Colonel Sanders. I just, I just. <laughs> One of the things I fucking love about this, and it, and it really is an emotional moment because, again, she's just crying her head off and, and you really buy it. But then it's like, fade to black and movie fucking over. That's it. Monster that's dead, it. movie over. That's I'm it. like, I wish more movies would it's do a, this. It's a tragedy. That's that's the yeah. story. Chris Wallace, woohoo. That's the, Who gets top billing at the end? Yeah, his, he gets his a last name was incorporated, period? Yes, it is. Wow. Strangely enough. Man, his parents liked him. His parents knew even, <laughs> even then that he was going to be a businessman. Well, cool. Gynecologist David Cronenberg. That's the go. kind of credit you want to give yourself. That's a that's a longer credit sequence than I would have even expected. <laughs> yeah. And most of them were that dream sequence. Are there that many people in this movie? But there was going to be a, ten uh, speaking roles, and that's yeah. even, that's it, more than I would have. There was actually going to be a, a little coda at the end where, where don't she, transform into a fly. Where no, she she um the more she was you know. she was going to have another dream about the baby, but it was like it comes out of a cocoon and it is a baby, and then it grows like butterfly wings and flies away. Aww. And she's but but it was stop motion, and you can see it on the DVD and the behind the scenes. It was stop motion, and it looks really awful. I and they're like and they're like does, we yeah. are totally going to blow it if we keep yeah. this ending in the movie. So we're just going to fade to black after his head explodes, and that's the end. That's it. Now, for my part, I really love this movie. Uh, it's it's fun to watch. It's fast paced. It's well performed, and there's gooey fly parts in it. Uh, and I have, n- I if a movie says that it's going to give me that, and it does, <laughs> and delivers, per- perfect movie right here. It's a per- I think. Yeah. this is a, an odd an odd entry into the perfect movies <laughs> yeah. column. Yes. Yet I think the fly, this the Cronenberg version of the fly, is a movie that yep. promises and makes every single thing it wants to do. It shows yeah. what a flexible envelope the perfect movie. So so for my part, I love this movie. Brian? Yeah, I think it's great. I think this is one of the the best examples of really strong performances in an otherwise what would be a schlocky B-movie horror. Obviously, Cronenberg has his own style, and that plays a large part, but both Goldblum and Gina Davis' performances are really, really strong for what this movie otherwise would be. I think that's a, a... Trey, you recognize any of those names? I, I know several of those names. In fact, uh, some of those folks went on to... I worked with them at Tippet Studio, which is also... Wim the, Jan uh, Van Field. Hoyt Yateman, of course. Hey, the Dream Quest. And G-Force. Michael? But, um, yeah, I love this movie. I, and actually, you know, it is really fast-paced. I mean, it's a very short movie. It's only 95 minutes. And there were several moments... It's It's been a little while since I've seen this, but I watch it, you know, on occasion. I pull it back out because it's, it's just great and I really tired enjoy and it. horny? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, Whoa, okay. There, there were mo- there were moments where, just in watching it, I'm like, oh shit, we're here already. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just ripping through the story. This it's, movie's it's wasted really, no time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's just fantastic. I I love this movie, and I have really no quibbles with it. Trey, it had been a while since you've seen it. It so, has been. So between that and also in terms of being a creature feature, how do you feel about the fly? It's an extremely simple movie. I. And and well done at that level. I mean, it's amazing that it really is only three characters at, at most, and and it's a it's about a guy who turns into a fly, and there's not much more to it than that. Um, I remember even at the time, I have to admit, not 
quite getting what all the fuss was about this movie. I didn't think it was that great. Um, I thought it was okay, but I didn't think it was that great. And I still don't think it's great, but I, I admire that it's, it is so simple, you know, that it's, it, it dares to just be exactly this. And it's, you know, it's about nothing else other than what it's about. Um, and, and that alone kind of makes it unusual in terms of movie making. It's not my favorite Cronenberg movie, but, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a Cronenberg movie. How about the puppets? Uh, not a fan. Not a fan of the puppets that much. I've seen. I've seen better. I've seen better. So, so factor in, factor in probably my own professional jealousy of me having, especially at the time, because '86 would have been just before I got into the creature movie business. So, The Fly, I might well have sat there going, "I could have done better than that." You know, and it wasn't. It, you know, the abyss. The abyss was still two years away. So, I, right didn't, I hadn't had my shot yet. And then we're back. That to might the- be part of it. The DVD menu with a fly that flies around that my cat attacks whenever it's on the screen. Anyway. Oh, wow. The menu, like, rack focuses to the fly. Yeah. I didn't notice that This before. menu was directed by David Cronenberg. That's a sick, <laughs> that's a hot menu. That's, a, it, that's an interesting That actually wouldn't menu. surprise me at all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this has been Down in Front. You can always find more of us at downinfront.net. Click that big old link and subscribe to us on iTunes. Get a brand new commentary every single week. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash downinfront. And until next time, my name is T. Christie. And I'm Brian Fitterford. Help me. And I'm Brundlefly. And this has been Down in Front. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Good night. Friendsinyourhead.com.